Hello there friends, thanks for checking this out. A very large, very special, best of Smackdown Crawl. This series that is available exclusively over on patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. Well enjoy this for the first time ever, a compilation nearly three hours in length from just the first ten episodes of Smackdown Crawl. And of course all 65 are available over at patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. You're talking full episodes with myself and Adam looking back on the gloriously strange and wild ride that is Attitude Era Smackdown. Each episode averages between an hour and 90 minutes in length, so you got a lot of content there. But wait, there's more. As well, for that, for your $5, you get access to the Bibliotech, the incredible book report podcast series. You may have seen a little bit of the Bob Holly or the Journey into Darkness that's been released here on the free feed. Well, there's a whole bevy of other episodes, including later this month, Looking Up at the Lights, the Peak Gas Odyssey, which we are very excited about reviewing. And because we're generous morons, for your five dollars as well you get access to all of our video episodes you can see myself adam and billy in various guises on the gamesmanship series as well as that cardsmanship and a whole bunch of other side ventures and side hustles like the big show 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 and as always some special bonuses along the way and if you're a ten dollar backer access over 40 q a episodes with myself adam and billy or maybe you want to become a twenty dollar backer and get access to all of those commentary tracks we used to waffle on about in season one they're available now there's a Baker's dozen of them for $20, make a massive saving one time only over at patreon.com slash podcast. A massive shout out and a huge thanks again to our main man and the editor for sorting out another best of compilation for us. And is an incredibly talented and amazing professional who we've had an absolute ball working with. Thank you so much for putting together these best ofs. He also did the best of season three, which was recently released. AJMediaProductions.co.uk if you need a man of media. Video capture, sound, editing, whatever it is you need, I'll give the highest recommendation. Not only has he worked for the likes of us, he's worked for the NHS, he's worked for various wrestling companies around the UK and beyond. AJMediaProductions.co.uk and maybe give Ant the Editor a bit of a follow on Twitter as well for some wholesome content. 10 out of 10 as always, but for now, enjoy this, settle in. For just the first 10 episodes, let's look at the best of the Smackdown Crawl. Smackdown Crawl. Hello everyone, it's Smackdown Crawl episode 1, it's Kevin here, hello, alongside Adam. Hello there guys. Are you excited for this ridiculous undertaking? So excited, this seems like the daftest idea imaginable, but one episode in and I'm fucking thrilled that we're doing this. It's daft enough that it might just work. I so. I do want us to always be, you know, we're obviously the Ash Era podcast, mm. we're going to be associated with that era always. Mm. I had thought for the briefest of moments about doing Raw, doing all the Raw reviews. Yeah. Problem with that, first and foremost, I've already watched all of Raw. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't enjoy it that much. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking painstaking experience. I don't know if I'm ready just yet to go through all that because from the bits we've done with Billy, Raw's mad as a bag of fucking yeah. hammers in the Attitude Era. I wouldn't ask you to go through that again. I wouldn't ask you to start doing that either. But I think SmackDown, we're oh. going to find some little hidden gems that not everyone necessarily knows about on here. Well, first and foremost, I've not watched SmackDown. Like, I've never rewatched like an episode of SmackDown from like, the Attitude Era. That's something I've never done before Really? Now. I've never went back. Wow. Firstly as well, it's really important to point out, anyone who's listening from the UK will obviously have a big amount 
amount of recognition with this, which is that SmackDown, for most people, and I'm thinking maybe you, was like the big intro into yes. wrestling. Yeah, Saturday morning on Sky One, SmackDown. Fucking amazing slot. Because even though we're 1999, it's the middle of the Attitude Era, and it's as risque as everything, this show that we are watching is technically PG. Mm. Always going to be bearing that in mind. Mm. This was announced, we talked about it in our SmackDown Pilots review episode, which we did way back in place of Over the Edge. Do check that one out. We're starting off with the first actual week of SmackDown. Yeah, the first weekly episode. But we touched on some of those points then, which is the idea that SmackDown was pretty much added because Nitro added Thunder. So there's like, well, if they have more TV, then we have more TV. I've been doing a little bit of research reading up into how important SmackDown was. And it was important for the WWF, but good God, it was important for UPN, who were the network who were holding on SmackDown at the time. They spent 40% of their annual budget promoting SmackDown. Now, you mean that... Overall, overall all programming yeah. there but fucking hell now that shows you how fucking powerful wrestling was back then yeah where the idea of doing a B show for wrestling could save a network like UPN to pour uh, all that money into it as yeah. well fuck me now of course we're sitting in a very very interesting time we're starting off it's the 26th of August 1999 it's the week after SummerSlam 1999 so mm-hmm. there's a couple of things to bear in mind number one Austin at this point is pretty much fucked. Yeah. Like they know that they're, you know, that his injuries have mounted up. He's got problems with his neck. He's fucked up his ACL. He had a severely damaged shin at this point. All the stuff that's happened around here, Austin's pretty much on the way out. Mm. Also, as well at this point, Vince McMahon, if you don't remember, is gone. Forever. Ever and ever. He's done. He's not coming back here. So no Austin, no Vince. No corporate ministry. Mm. This is the last like couple of weeks, basically, of Vince Russo before he's out of here. Mm. So this is that weird, awkward transition time. Yeah. Which, if you remember looking back at the pay-per-views at the time, these were fucking muck. Mm. Unforgiven 99, SummerSlam 99. This was oh. all, like, dangerous stuff. Now, they had said in a few interviews before this that SmackDown was going to be different from Raw. Kevin Dunn said it was going to be different because it was going to be PG. Mm. It was going to have lots and lots of interviews. And also, as well, according to Kevin Dunn, it was going to have a fantastic lights show. <laughs> which was absent here this evening. Jean-Michel Jarre opening up SmackDown. <laughs> now, there were concerns at the time, but I think it's really interesting, that we're in 2016, where I will tell you right now, even though I'm full-time in wrestling podcasts at the moment... I don't have enough hours in the day to watch all the wrestling. Jesus, no. It's fucking ridiculous. We're yeah. oversaturated. Absolutely. We've Too got, many shows. What, 205 Live? We've got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT, the new UK show that's going to be starting up soon, TNA, why the fuck aren't you watching New Japan yet, Kevin, <laughs> Lucha Underground, it's too much, it's, it's so much Way wrestling, too much. and the whole idea is that you can pick and choose what you like, but I like guys on Raw, I like guys on SmackDown, I like guys on 205, guys on NXT, so I don't have the effort and time to go and pick and choose. I don't want to order nineteen pizzas to get the three toppings. Just to have I one want. slice from each. <laughs> yeah, it's not worthwhile. But Can't it's really live life. funny because, like in 1999, they were saying this as well because you know at this exact moment you had Thunder, you had Nitro. Nitro had just gone three hours. Raw mm. was two. You had Heat. You had Jacked, and also as well ECW just signed yeah. their TV deal. So there was a lot of talk that they were going to be overshadowed. Now I did. For this, and for other few reasons, I've just gotten a subscription to the Wrestling Observer mm. newsletter. So I've been trying to read back and find out what was going on at the time. And when people were asking, like, are you going to be able to run another wrestling show, given how oversaturated it was? 
Paul Heyman said it didn't matter for ECW because they were focused on what was on the ring and they were unique and they were different. I'd agree with that. That's true. Vince McMahon said that he wasn't concerned about SmackDown oversaturating the wrestling market because, and I swear to fucking God he said this, it wasn't part of the wrestling business. That's what Ted Turner does. He said, we're not part of the wrestling business, we will never be part of the wrestling business, and we're not associated with the... Would you fuck off? Yeah, because WCW and WWF are such wildly different shows. I know, right? Completely different mediums. So here we are with the World Federation. (laughs) (laughs) First episode. I will say, other than gems like that, it's also good to get yourself an Observer subscription just so you can become obsessed with the cadence of their voices. Um, I can do bird calls in the style of Brian Alvarez now. Please. Good. And then Dave Meltzer comes in to identify the bird call like, well, you know, it's it's like... There's a lot uh, going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a Dave Meltzer bird call. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We love them, really. We do. We love them. I mean, if, if the worst thing that comes out of this show, right, is that patrons go... Fucking Adam and uh, Kevin, do you hear? They were burying Dave Meltzer right <laughs> Evans. What do you do? Oh, the uh, bird calls in the side of the cave to their voice. Cutting whistle. The cafe commentaries would be like, let me tell you something, Brian Blair. I'm going to do a bird whistle in the cave to you no good motherfucker. Triple H coming out. You got the championship. No fucking top on him either. Looks fucking ridiculous. Scumbag. In his best British Bulldog cosplay. <laughs> with his baggy jeans. Now, I'm I'm not one to critique, you know, the, the branding that they're going for here. But China is all leather and Triple H is all denim. Mm. Now, you can either rectify this by giving Triple H a pair of leather breech tee or by giving China a denim two-piece. That I would love to see. The fucking <laughs> trash coming out wearing <laughs> denim bikini. But like. he's, uh, Triple H with his sore throat. He says, normally I'll come out here. <laughs> it sounded like Billy Cable on the latest episode of the Edge. <laughs> normally I'd come out here and I'd have two words for you. But tonight, I've got Four words for you. Shawn Michaels talking. He, he, he says uh, he's got four words for us. And uh, then the crowd starts chanting asshole. <laughs> I love 99 crowds. They will chant asshole anything. Anything. Like, apropos of nothing. If like, something comes out and they're not happy with it or they're unsure of it, they'll chant asshole. And when they do, King goes, looks like they've got two words for Triple H. And there's a little bit of a silence and JR goes, that's one word, King. <laughs> I love that they had a taped show here. I know. And they went through that and went, no, I'll keep that in. Jerry needs to learn. It's one word, <laughs> dumbass. Every corporate honcho in the back tried to stop me from becoming champion. He's rubbing it in everyone's faces. I love that. He's not here to like say, oh, I've got an issue with The Rock or I've got beef with someone. He's just come out just to brag in front of hundreds of people. Like, that's all he's doing. It's brilliant. Especially when he says the line, I'm here to shove it down all your throats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to get heat right now. <laughs> I'm a heel. <laughs> he calls SmackDown 
the people's show and his show. And that's the start of them really associating these two words together. Mm. You know, Smackdown, The Rock, this is his show. This is the year that Smackdown went into the uh, Oxford English Dictionary as well. Oh man, big year for The Rock. Yeah, Smackdown, which definition at the time included a contest in wrestling entertainment. (laughs) The following match will be a Smackdown. (laughs) There will be wrestling entertainment. (laughs) Vince McMahon obviously went to every copy of that. It's not wrestling. Who the fuck? How could you? How could you watch this and honestly think? Come on. Shawn Michaels announces that he wants to be the referee for a championship match between The Rock and Triple H here tonight. Fucking big, ugly close-up on Triple H's chunter and just stood in the ring like... And the way he's doing it, he's like smacking his lips and his gums around. So You ever seen like an old man who's messing with his false teeth, like just chewing on it? Like, Grandad, it's not at the dinner table. Like, like, then it cut back to Triple H, he'd be like taking his thumb away. Like, <laughs> doing all his granddad tricks, like, you know? Jeff Jarrett takes on Badass Billy Gunn in his Mr. Ass guys to start us off. Jarrett, of course, is the Intercontinental Championship, accompanied by Debra and Miss Kitty. They're referred to as Jarrett Enterprises, which I assume is a shell corporation for Global Force Gold. (laughs) Two shiny blonde fellas going at it here. It is very hard, nay, impossible to watch Jeff Jarrett wrestle anymore. Yeah, it's been ruined by that fucking grunt. Literally, th- this match is short, like yeah. a minute, and against the ropes three, four times. <gasps> no Glargay. No Glargay, unfortunately. What we do get, though, is because Jeff comes out first, Billy comes out second, and the second Billy slides into the ring, Jeff is on top of him, kicking him and elbowing him, just yeah. like savaging the fuck out of him. But his music keeps playing, so you've got poor Billy Gunn getting his ass kicked, and on the background it's... I love to kick him and just keeps going. Please leave me alone. That's really so hard. I'm not ready. <laughs> These two boys had something in common, and I told you when we were watching this. Yeah, what is it? They have a dubious distinction, the two of them, in that both of them were refused a program with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God, yeah. Because Austin refused to work with Jared. We've talked Famously. about that before. But Billy Gunn, when they were trying to heat him up for The Rock, mm. on Raw in July, they wanted to put him with Austin. And Austin literally, he did the Lesnar thing, which is, what's the creative? And they're like, uh... And he says, I'm not doing it unless you can come up with a reason. They didn't come up with a reason, so Austin wouldn't do it. Wow. So he refused to work with Billy Gunn. It's, I, Billy, it's Billy Gunn. It is, like... Like, were they going to put Billy over? No, but they were going to try and get heat on Billy, you know, for, for Billy, you know. Uh, I, no, I don't know. If, if Austin was going to win the match, I think you could at least, you know, because the whole point of it is to build Billy up. I think that's a bit... I mean, a bit too particular to not even have a match with him. Hind- hindsight is twenty twenty and all that. I think we can rest assured that even with a Stone Cold Steve Austin random match on Raw, Billy Gunn was not going. No, over. it wouldn't have helped. I just think that's very, very rude. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's impolite. Very rude, man. <laughs> we get a "We Want Puppies" chant. It was a bit muddled though, so I thought they were chanting "We Want More Information About Global Force Gold." <laughs> well, guys, thanks very much because you've taken the first step into losing all your money. <laughs> I always think of that music playing whenever I hear Global Force Gold. <laughs> He's the world's greatest pyramid schemer. <laughs> I mean, I hate to fucking bury Global Force Gold, but I'm burying Global Force Gold. Come on, it's a gold company from Jeff Jarrett. If you fill out a form of credit card information to get a video of Jeff Jarrett congratulating you 
for giving him your credit card information, then you know you've lost. Yeah. All right, know when you're working yourself into a shoot, okay? <laughs> Kane and Xbox taking on the Acolytes, taking on the Big Show and The Undertaker for the Tag Team Championships. Well, we say Big Show and Undertaker, the uh, alliance of pure destruction and uh, motorbikes. Lizard boots, as I call them. <laughs> lizard, let's just call them lizard That's boots. That's their team name. Yeah, lizard yeah. boots. Undertaker decides he's going to have a little bit of a siesta. Yeah, when he's even coming out making their entrance, Paul Bearer's carrying the Undertaker's belt, so it looks like Taker's the manager and Bearer <laughs> and Show are the champion. Well, the two biggest gentlemen on the <laughs> roster. I fucking love this. Like Undertaker's on commentary, and like he, he tells it like it is. He's like, "I'm here tonight, so you can get the benefit of my killer commentary." As opposed to saying like, "My legs are sore and I'm having a divorce," Aww. which is the more likely scenario. Xbox coming out. Well, I've seen a guy come out with a can of energy drink before, but two cans of energy drink. <laughs> Xbox going to need to... This is going to be short. He's going to have to go for a quick piss in a little bit, like. Xbox and Kane's entrance together. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. Kane can do that entrance with literally anyone, where you get so the brilliant. little first bar of his music, and then boom, next person's music. You are, Always uh, works. You were a bit surprised to hear The Undertaker and uh, Big Show, Lizard Boots, had their own special music. Yeah, and their own <laughs> Titantron video. <laughs> Fucking rubbish. Team, the days of lights and scary music are gone. <laughs> um, I kind of really wish that they did a mashup of the two of them, you know, because Big Show's had some great mashups in the, in the past, That's you true. know. You know, awesome Big Show. <laughs> so I was hoping it'd be like Dorfer Nienberg, Big Show, <laughs> except the Lord of Darkness and the Big Show as, as your, your savior. <laughs> Allow the purity of the Big Show to guide you. One of a kind. Show's got some chest hair going on here. Yeah, giant Scott Hall. <laughs> See, they show the big show his chest hair. And then they cut over to Bradshaw and Farouk. And I was like, oh, they drew theirs on. It just looks good. Like. <laughs> but yeah, he does look like a big Scott Hall thing going on here. The whole thing that they're doing is Taker is like, I have the knowledge. And if Big Show wants to earn the knowledge, he's going to have to work for it. Makes sense. It doesn't quite translate properly just because Taker doesn't really sell it in the right way I don't think he's so weird on commentary I kind of hope that like he's like the knowledge is like him teaching Big Show how to do old skills like just walk the ropes <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> it's fucking tag team madness immediately yeah triple threat tag match but they've went with a weird set of rules here where three men can be in the ring at any time mm. and you've got Tim White on the fucking referee and Dewey here which as Billy has pointed out before means anything fucking yeah. goes Tim White is in the corner doing whatever his people did to kill time before they checked Twitter. Like, <laughs> I prefer this to the whole tag your opponent in style triple threat tag match. This where is we, way better. Where you have to get like nine occurrences of someone going, Oh, you yeah. tagged me. Oh. Bradshaw boots X-Pac off of Big Show as he has him in a powerbomb position. So cool. Fucking love that as well. Undertaker is like he's pissed off that the Big Show is getting worked over. Mm. So he literally goes over to him and slaps him in the face. Yeah. He's like, excuse me a minute, gentlemen. And just goes and slaps him so fucking hard. And JR says, like, and you worried that uh, you're putting all the responsibility on the big show here? He might lose your championship. Taker just goes, I'm tag team champions because I want to be. If I lose, y'all lose. <laughs> I kind of like Taker here. It's like, I don't give a fuck kind of yeah, personality. Yeah, he really doesn't give a shit. If they'd have gone all in on this, it would have been something interesting. Just comes out in a tracksuit, like with a banana. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, you know, throws it in the ring, you know.
when Al is freaking out at ringside and on the table, the announce table, fucking JR and Jerry have both got that fucking green piss yeah. drink. And when Al, like, he's freaking out and he, like, he bumps into the announce table and you can see underneath the hood of the table, Jerry famous he's a coke man isn't he oh there's a he's got a shoot can of coke there hidden <laughs> and as soon as it comes out jerry goes, and he... <laughs> now jerry were you really drinking two drinks <laughs> or were you pretending to drink the green slime because you know they've done that like recently on you know, the, the pre-shows and like i love mountain dew at 47.50, I, I think this could be a grunt of the night. I think you're right, Kevin. I didn't find any better than this. Chris Jericho is in a superplex position and goes, <laughs> Now, I like that this is a cross between the koala that me, you and Billy are obsessed with <laughs> and also Emperor Palpatine episode three. And <laughs> 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 oh, no, I'm too weak. He's made a lot of appearances on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because Sam won't do episode three with me, I feel you gotta like let it out somehow. I gotta lay it out in here. <laughs> Test and Stephanie are in the ring. They're gonna do some marriage. Yeah. Now Test asked Stephanie on Raw, you know, was uh, you know, she won't get married? And then Steph was like, "Well, I have to think about it to make sure everything is right." Now that we're alone in the ring. <laughs> in front of all these people. Do they not realise? <laughs> it would explain a lot, like, you know, I'm going to divorce my wife, I'm off to the ring, like, well, I want some privacy. You know, backstage, anything can happen. Out here, there's no one. Tess goes on one knee, yeah. and Jim Ross, who's obviously a massive fan of the institution of marriage, goes, yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah, they love each other! Gallantry isn't dead. Yeah. Because gallantry is whether or not men still propose to women. <laughs> Jim Roth doesn't like these guys sitting around scratching themselves going, you want to get married and shit? <laughs> He's all like, you know, you remember Rusev proposed to Lana? Did you see that? No. On Total Divas, the two of them are in a pool and he goes, you want to get engaged and stuff? <laughs> Now I'm pretty sure I'm. I'm a, that's kind of how what I'm gonna go. Like, make sure, you know, me and Joe at a pool. You want to get engaged and stuff? Yeah, I guess. Jr. won't be cheering that though. <laughs> Doing a wrestling ring. Yeah! Oh yeah! And King hates it. Yeah. Oh man! I hate this. I hate love. <laughs> yeah. Does he hope that Tess will ask him to marry him? Like, <laughs> what's he going for? Rock versus Triple H. Two referees? Nah, forget about that. That was 90 minutes ago. Yeah. WWF Championship on the line. Shawn Michaels outfit. 1-800-TRAIN-ME. Right in the fucking front. Now we know why he's here. Turns around, points at it. Big grin on his face. Please come train with me. He is genuinely hard to look at in this. Like, it's just really sad. Like, his face, his hair. When the little Shawn Michaels dance and he genuinely turns into a stagger. Like, when he's like, <laughs> he comes in like, I'm just a sexy Whoa! I need to lie down. Lie down! I'm kind of tired now. kind of tired. So it's China versus Bobo Billy Go for the number one contendership of the Intercontinental Championship. Billy's reaction when he comes out is kind of hysterical. He's like, I'm an ass man. <laughs> I said it was either a ghost train with small children on board oh. or a small choir of Michael Cole in 2011. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you couldn't resist. 
Oh, he's Michael Coles. They've noticed that Jerry's made five grammatical errors. Paul Bearer just comes down to the ring with like a weird look on his face. I couldn't tell if he was happy or pissed off. And he just opens his jacket in front of the Undertaker, like to say, "Look at this! Like, what are you buying?" <laughs> so it was in his jacket, yeah, yeah, literally, like on the inside of his jacket. And Taker just looks around, like, "Fuck!" And then they walk off, leaving Big Show by himself. Rock clobbers Big Show with a chair, he which kills is him. fine, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Like, you can do that in a title match, and then they win. Like, it was a peculiar way to transfer the belts. Yeah, no elaboration on what the message was that Bearer had. So you like, dip our toes back into Unsolved Mysteries, but I could tell you right now, I've got a blues fucking clue what no. Bearer showed him there. It's Weird. not picked up on here tonight. No. My best guess is that he's like, your wife is divorcing you. <laughs> I'm here to serve you. She wants it all, Mark. But uh, that was my best guess as to what the fuck was going on here. Time will tell. And by by that I mean they'll probably drop this angle next week and we'll never find out. I'll be honest, I was far too distracted by Mick Foley's blue pants. Yeah, it's weird. Your pants are too fucking blue, Mick! <laughs> What's going on? So, to kick things off even further on this mad show, and this is a mad, mad show. Oh, it is. Big show promo to fucking kick things off here. It's the big show coming out with his big earring and his big outfits. <laughs> What a fucking promo this is. This? Oh, like... Come here, talk about tough love, loving me all tough. I love that is tough. <laughs> he starts off by saying... He's calling out Undertaker, basically. That's the point of the promo. He's calling out Taker for ditching him. Yeah, for, for leaving him on his own. Yeah. Without proper supervision in, in the ring. Yeah. And you had the benefit of seeing this promo before me. You'd started watching this yeah, episode. Yeah, I, I started watching it uh, last week. And I rewound this promo four times. Because he starts off by going, Undertaker, you exact... Carcass dead meat, and like uh, that's that's me being generous with his pronunciation. There, I had to like, rewind it four times, and the best I got was "ig sack carcass dead meat." I thought it was an exact carcass of dead meat. Like. Also plausible, still stupid, but plausible. Then you had the good idea of I forgot the network has subtitles. Aha. So let's see what the people in the subtitling department made of Big Show's promo. Undertaker, you insect indistinct of dead meat. <laughs> indistinct in brackets. Like, the subtitling guy was just like, ah, fuck it, no one's watching this anyway. <laughs> like, you know, they use indistinct anytime Scott Steiner's on screen. <laughs> like, in the subtitles. But, like, what I was trying to figure out, because he does kind of say, like, Undertaker, you insect carcass. But then I thought... Did he actually say, Undertaker, you indistinct carcass of dead meat? It was fucking brutal. Yeah. Killer indistinct. <laughs> Undertaker comes out and Michael Cole up, he goes, here comes the Undertaker. He is evil. <laughs> now Undertaker comes out and once again, more mystery. He goes over and he, uh, yeah. he whispers in the big show's ear and then he goes, that being said, you did quite a number on Paul there. Right, now what did he whisper to him? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, exactly. I'm having a fucking divorce. <laughs> 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 don't do this shit to me, man. I, Not tonight. <laughs> I spent last night in the dish. <laughs> <laughs> taking everything man I got to make a coat out of my own flesh and <laughs> I 
I'm gonna have to go into the desert and you know eat you or find food. I don't know, man. Please don't do this shit to me. Jarrett's gold and Undertaker's divorce. <laughs> Your bread and butter these yeah, days. Absolutely. Like, you know? <laughs> hey, you guys go back in time and write those wrongs. I'll stop commenting on them. <laughs> and Undertaker's like, the more you become friends with him, the weaker you become. Yeah, he's not even like goading Kane or anything. It is like in the same way that he's life coaching Big Show nowadays. He's trying to coach Kane as well. Like this is such a weird undertaking. Hey, you're getting divorced. No one's gonna listen to you. <laughs> well I'm gonna listen to you. Like it's like when Paul McKenna is now appearing on TV. Paul McKenna <laughs> Paul McKenna's like, oh I'll help you be happy. <laughs> what? So you can fucking marry your assistant of two months after looking at a spreadsheet and you big fucking weirdo. <laughs> His new book, I Can Make You Champion. <laughs> His new book, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> Finally, Paul McKenna makes an appearance on the podcast. Oh, I want to be on the telly again. Remember when I was on the telly? That was great. Hey, come on. He would make a fucking great manager in the wrestling world, don't you think? Like, the way he looks absolutely, and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Paul McKenna for um, World of Sport on ITV. Make it happen. You know what it is? Since King of the Ring, Kenneth Shamrock has been you know, internally injured and he's all sore and coughing up oh, blood. Yeah. He's backstage looking for health like it's uh, <laughs> streets, streets of rage, rage, you know. Should have find a big plate of chicken yeah, on the floor. Finally! <laughs> Fortunately, he didn't have any credits left and that's why he's on his way in a few weeks. I can't so. wait to see next week when Shamrock takes on that nine-foot woman with a whip in the boss battle. <laughs> he thinks he gets Jericho, but then two Jerichos in different <laughs> colors show up like, and a really big thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's uh gilberg who appears and immediately makes a silly noise grunt of the night right there kevin <laughs> 44 minutes 46 just like because like <laughs> if a so, cat was wario that's the noise he makes yeah and like shane says it's time to see your opponent triple h that bold sob and they just cut backstage to a door that says gilberg on it and you can hear michael cole like oh for fucks and immediately gilberg like Bash, burst it's me, Gilbert. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I missed. <laughs> all right, small bugbear. I will say this because they did it here and they did it all through the Attitude Era. Anytime they cut to a limousine and they're like, "Oh, it could be Steve Austin." It's not. It's never the person you're going to say it is. The only limousine he'll ride in is the Eliminator. Okay, <laughs> we've established that. Ask yourself: There's a quick flow chart. Is there a limousine backstage? Yes. Has it got monster truck wheels? <laughs> if it's yes, then you can continue on to Steve Austin. If it's not, probably Austin. Yeah. Always a pair of high heels comes out. Yeah. Even if it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tag to the rock and immediately all is forgiven. There it is. Now, it would be a disgrace if I didn't bring the Nando's hot tag scale back out of retirement just for this. Because this was honestly one of the peppiest hot tags I've seen in quite some time. Like, he's hitting fucking snappy DDTs and bouncing off the ropes and killing everybody. But I'm going to go ahead and say this is a very hot Nando's sauce. Okay, very good. But only when shined up real nice and then shoved up the waiter's candy ass straight afterwards. I hope that transaction does not transpire. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be spicy. <laughs> well, it's Smackdown episode number three. Nine, nine, ninety-nine, Michael. Yeah, all the nines. <laughs> Fucking hell, so many nines. The devil wears nines tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wouldn't expect that poker reference. <laughs> no, wait, was that in fucking UFC that I'm thinking of for some reason? <laughs> and the Devil Wears Nights. <laughs> in game poker show on the GTA 4 television. <laughs> That's the minute as you can get. I just, for some reason, as soon as you said that, I just thought of my Goldberg. <laughs> and the Devil Wears Nights tonight. Switching to the half mate. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing nines tonight. Okay, but let's. The, the date has already set us on a bad it, path. It has, on a bad path. Uh, I will say, for your $5, you are getting what is easily the most exasperating fucking hour <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> so Big Show and Undertaker appear and save Kane from this assault. Um, I must say... This is fucking, like, a really odd start. 30 seconds in, we should say, yeah. We've seen Kane dressed in normal clothes get beat up by two oddly dressed people. And then Big Show and Taker show up as well in the space of 10 seconds. And I will say, just both Kane and China are scoring a solid 8 out of 10 on the Just For Around the House scale. In terms of, <laughs> of comfort there. I mean, like, the way Big Show was just in his little pants out in the cold. Yeah, he got that too early, I guess. <laughs> he's, he's not important enough to get alternate attire. <laughs> Go to this one. Can I have some more clothes? No, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Paying you a million dollars, not Coes. How the fuck do we get? Uh, the British Bulldog! Yeah. What? He's got dog in his name, hasn't he? He has, isn't he? So therefore, he's standing up for Doggo. I, I can't. I can't. I can't make All right, a link Right there, there, that's the amount of effort <laughs> and enthusiasm that the Bulldog here is <laughs> emphasising. I've got dog in my name, I guess. Something. Yeah. He looks fucking miserable. Yeah, he does. He, he's got dog in his name and Toby Carvery all down the front side of him. He looks fucking rubbish. It's like... Every time we see Bulldog, you can just see behind his eyes he's thinking about Wembley Stadium as he comes out to answer <laughs> Boss Man's open challenge for the, the hardcore, hardcore bell. Oh, buddy. Where'd you go there? Oh, yeah. It's so horrible. There's profits to be made. Like. Oh, he limps out as well. You know what's like, sadder than this? I was trying to think because this is probably one of the most miserable things ever, which is seeing him there. Is what also set to that music that. Uh, I just thought of Tony Blair dancing. <laughs> the cool, new Labour balloons. Cool Britannica. Yeah. Uh, I actually find something more miserable than this. You keep talking about your bulldog coming out and kind of thinking of Wembley Stadium. Oh. What's What's more miserable than this is realizing that somewhere in Calgary, Jim the Anvil Neidhart is watching this and is jealous of the bulldog. Oh God! Imagine I wish that. I was fighting the boss man for the hardcore. <laughs> I wish I could come out covered in Toby Carvery. Oh. oh god, it's two of the stupidest fucking things in the Edge era are linked intrinsically. The Bulldogs return, Ugh. boss man eating a fucking dog, <laughs> killing a dog, whatever. Ugh. Oh, it's just, it's a weird. Weird little match here. Little match, especially, yeah. Nothing much happens. This is a match where it's like Bulldog doesn't take any bumps. Nope, nothing. And I've just come to expect in wrestling that if you're an older lad and you look like shit and you don't take any bumps in a match, it's probably because if you take a bump, your fucking spleen will fall out. <laughs> start coughing up blood or some shit. Your eye, his eye looked really yeah. sore. He's like an infected dog. Really, really upsetting. Like, I kind of... I hate Boss Man's character here, but I just wanted him to win just to sort of just push Bulldog to the side. Like, back you go to hospital. Back you go to the fucking RSPCA. All right. Next time you do a comeback, get fucking dewormed first. Okay. Fucking Boss Man gets smacked with a nightstick by the Bulldog contracts toxoplasmosis and loses the match. And the hardcore belt. Yeah. When Bulldog holds up that belt, 
it just like sums it up all the colour just faded from like not just the TV but everything around the TV I was watching and his soul slowly left his body like not having fun anymore he is gassed and fucking miserable from that as well like he hit him with a a nightstick and pinned him and he's just stood there like (sighs) it's really upsetting Kevin oh it's getting more upset now comes Al Snow dressed as Leaf Cassidy fucking Al dancing around with his tears (laughs) Leland Palmer (laughs) dance with me bright white hair be in the rockers with me Oh god, it was fucking. How's this a start to SmackDown? I know, yeah. Here I am at the start of the episode, like, oh, this is a fun, big, wacky episode. (laughs) There's a man having a breakdown in the opening section. There's a man having a breakdown with a man who has broken down (laughs) after having defeated a man who fed another lad and dog the week Uh... before. And uh, Snow was there dancing around, and it's really sad and miserable. And then Bulldog just gives him the belt, like, please go away. Oh, god. if, If I give you this, will you? Stop being sad. <sighs> we get shot of Nesquik Mountain because later on tonight, <laughs> yeah, it's a buried alive tag team match for the tag team championship. So this was made on pay per view creator mode on SmackDown Two. Obviously, this fucking I wish so bad they had two graves side by side. Like <laughs> I, I was really hoping that's what it would have been about. So yeah, we got our tag team buried alive match coming up next: Ivory versus Sable, Hell in a Cell. <laughs> <laughs> So Kane inexplicably has now changed out of his his clothes mm. and he's pouring gasoline on Triple H and Triple H's car. Kane loves arson, you see. Ah. Arson around, that is. He's having fun with petrol. He is, absolutely. It's yeah. a good message for the PG show of SmackDown <laughs> for the good guy to be pouring petrol. Yeah, over. all over his car, Triple H is like, yeah, joke's on you, it's a rental. Like, <laughs> people at Hearts are going to be pissed off at Kane. Like, this escalated quickly. <laughs> yeah, really quick. And it's starts off with Kane like covering the car in petrol and Triple H is like no I left my watch in there and like jumps into the path of the petrol yeah then he fucks a lighter at him yeah like a real lighter what's the end game here Kane like set Triple H on fire I think is the plan you know what I like as well is that all the times where there's pull apart brawls backstage and in the ring and like at this point no one's like maybe we should stop him Sergeant Slaughter and Tony Guerrero like Oh, yeah. uh, that boys will be boys. Mate, we're going out in that fucking September weather. Like, fuck that <laughs> shit. So, yeah, I mean, this is reminding me with the music being mixed up there. It's all incorrect. It's like when my brother used to tinker around on WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Because in the intro bit at the start, if you change stuff... It oh, would... yeah, you'll see them in the different outfits. And like... that's why my brother was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he, ch- he changed Austin's <laughs> second attire to be him. So that in the final shot of the intro, it's like, wee! From the fire, it was him. You know, some say Sean Mann was the architect of the Attitude Era. <laughs> Stevie Richards has got a cross. You know what that means, chimes in Michael Cole. Yeah. But he's a Christian. Yeah. And King at one point just outright calls Gangrel a vampire. <laughs> like he just said, well, when you're a vampire. <laughs> that's it now, is it? Yeah, that's it. So you're finally addressing it. He is a vampire. Thank you for the answer. Remember like, how careful they, they were. So careful. The gothic <laughs> lifestyle. I yeah. fucking call him a vampire. He's just drinking his blood, like living his vampire ways. 
So Kane grabs a microphone, and this is like Kane speaking. Well, he said "suck it" before with Xbox, yeah. so we know he doesn't need the voice box. But this is him like saying proper fucking words. It sounds words. like he's struggling to get the words out. Like. And he goes, "Tonight I will burn the flesh from your body." It's pretty fucking brutal. Like hardcore. I was hoping that inexplicably to be 2011 Kane's like, "Hang on, King, he's gonna speak." Wow, John. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that you'd even do that to your own best friend. Oh, that was bad, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and honestly, like, because that was... When he said it, I thought, like, wow, even for Attitude Era, even for Kane, saying, like, I'm going to burn the flesh from your bones, that's pretty dark. And straight away, Cole, like, ha, well, I can't wait to see Kane set Triple H on fire tonight. <laughs> well, let's come in later on tonight. The flesh will be burned. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when... Do you remember when Punk and Undertaker were feuding? And it was like, and coming up after the break, and it cut to a, a caption of, after the break, Undertaker eviscerates CM Punk. <laughs> I had like a picture of him snoring. <laughs> Close-ups of that grave looks really delicious. Mm. Like it's all like layered. And yeah, it looks like a delicious cake. I'll take there. my glass of milk up there and just get a quick scoop and then get back to the show. I've been toying around. I mean, you get this. You get this kind of info. You're a five dollar backer. You get these kinds of information. I'm, I'm perfecting vegan brownies at the moment because. I kind of want to have something that's sweet and delicious that tastes like a brownie, but I also want to shit, you know? Yeah, that's I true. I want to get all the poison and, in my body. And, I mean, hell of a skill. When your vegan friends come over, you can be like, look at this. I made vegan brownies. I'm the best guy ever. And, everyone's and like, oh, when your non-vegan friends come over, you can go, eat this brownie. And then they eat it. You go, ha! You're a fucking idiot vegan brownie! <laughs> Not so clever now, are you? Get it! Yeah. <laughs> 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 That looked properly like a delicious vegan brownie. Yeah, yeah. Layers and someone, what you mean? Someone's blended the walnuts and dates together. <laughs> All right, episode four, I'll give you the other part of that recipe. <laughs> okay. Oh, for fuck's sake, backstage. <laughs> Howard Finkel and Jericho arrive. Fink's in a fucking Mexican wrestling mask. God damn it, like. Do we even get to find out why? I know they did a thing on, like, Raw where Jericho said that he has, like, you know, a mysterious challenger and it was, yeah. like, just fucking Fink in a hood, like, but. Oh, jeez. I like to think that you'll know, Fink got one of those shitty ones that doesn't even have an eye on. Like, oh, no! <laughs> you know? Shot of X-Pac backstage. Gets the uh, glug of the night here. He drinks a bit of his energy drink. This is my favourite thing. And we'll put a video of this on the Facebook page or on the Patreon page somewhere for you to see. But you see X-Pac leaving the arena. He doesn't even say anything. It's just like the back of him walking away as he leaves his friend. And then it fades into a shot of Kane, like just sort of sat there looking up to the left like he's really sad. And it's like in the movie when the guy's sat by the window pane and the rain is hitting the window. It's like Kane like... Sean, I miss you already. Like. I just thought it was like a really sexy ad for the energy drink. <laughs> it's perfect for brooding. <laughs> Test and Stephanie with their clothes from Gap. <laughs> Test and Stephanie live sex celebration. Is this going to be? Oh, why know. are they coming out? They're like? coming out for a bit of a chat. Now, here's a bit of a one. I feel like I can make the most self-indulgent, referential, intense jokes of all time because you're a five-dollar backer. Yeah. But has anyone ever done a little video? I mean, I assume that you're a hardcore attitude podcast fan, which means you're also a hardcore attitude era fan, which also means that you're a hardcore Star Wars fan. I'm just assuming <laughs> that. Has anyone ever set Tests entrance music? with a picture of Tesk from Jabba's Palace. 
Task, task. This is a task. This is what your $5 gets you. I'm just wondering. Just wondering. He handled Jabba the Hutt's money. Is uh, <laughs> I read that in the expanded universe. Good to know. Tesk did that. It's like, okay. But he didn't marry Stephanie. That was Tesk with a T. Tesk with a K handled Jabba's money. That's okay. Andrew Teskmart and you're thinking yeah, of. Absolutely. So they call out Pat, Jerry, and the head of the Small Business Administration, Linda McMahon. Seeing smiley young Linda with a big grin on her face coming out to Hulk Hogan's entrance music is the strangest shit ever. Well, that's how Trump wanted to do the, uh, <laughs> once they confirmed... <laughs> you know, the, the American flag falls in behind them, like, you know, I have never run a small business. Independent contractors, what's that? <laughs> so, they're coming out, and all three of them all smiling and all happy, and this scene is immediately ruined by Jay Lawler going, what the hell happened to the Red of Patterson's pants? Because <laughs> Pat Patterson has the temerity to come out in shorts. Tess and Stephanie, they're announcing they're getting married, as we all know, yeah. at a girl. They've set a date. And she goes, we want you to know that we've set a date. Oh, no! <laughs> they're really doing it now! <laughs> What's the end game here, Jerry? What do you want to do? <laughs> Do you want to marry Tess? He's a beautiful blonde figure. You know, he's, he's a lovely guy. Do you want to be cradled in his arms? Oh. I know I do. You know, like Shane was at WrestleMania 15. Anytime we were doing podcasts, it's like, well, there's been a month since our last episode. You know, mm. or there's been a month since the last show. All the stuff has happened in between. When you're like, there's seven days. Yeah. 14 days ago, Shawn Michaels was ha- arm in arm in the ring <laughs> yeah, with this with man. Going, we're going to run this shit. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck's he? Yeah. What's going on? Like, you and know. you've got to think, at this point, do they even know they're going to do the Triple H angle with Steph? Or I, I have they think got they other know. Plan? Do they? I think at this point that they know. I would like to think they had some alternative idea. Like... Undertaker comes out to interrupt the wedding and I was like, let me tell you, weddings don't always end the way you have. Like, <laughs> I've had a fucking divorce. Did I mention I'm going through it? I can get married. None of y'all can get married. <laughs> Big Show comes out with a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. could have been? There's going to be a wedding. <laughs> with my boy, the Big Show. <laughs> Oh, alternative universe out there somewhere. <laughs> it's the sexy pinata himself, Chris Jericho, in a shark cage. Oh, I thought it was a BDSM cage because it was painted <laughs> black this time. Like. Ken is incensed. <laughs> yeah, a cage? <laughs> I hate cages. This cage is not to protect Chris Jericho. It's to protect you, Ken. Brilliant. <laughs> There's certain times when I'm watching certain like clips or episodes of stuff for other podcasts or just for my own amusement and I'm like oh god I need to spoil and ruin how to wrestling and show Joe something right now because it's too good to pass up because like. Joe's such a huge fan of current Chris Jericho yeah. and the 2017 product and the I'm, parallels oh like. my god he's so fucking good yeah. back here this is great like really really great really stuff good absolutely he's so different to anyone else on the show at the and moment you get like Jericho stood inside the cage and he's just out of Shamrock like Shamrock can reach in a bit and so he keeps like walking around and they're walking in circles while they talk yeah, to each it's other brilliant. and he's got a baseball bat he's trying to stab Ken <laughs> with you're gonna get it. I'm a bad mama jammer you dig <laughs> and then Ken grabs the bat 
And Howard Finkel is too busy being given <laughs> aid to. Raise, raise the cage, Harold. It cuts backstage. <laughs> He's been given aid to. I'm sorry, Lillian. It's like. good seeing Lillian having a go at him instead of just Chimmel this time. Like Everyone hates Fink. <laughs> Shamrock is like going after Jericho about to kill him. He goes, what are you going to do to me, Ken? Huh? What are you going to do? Are you going to scream? Is that what you're going to do? Ken bends the steel bars. With Much his... like a, uh, a young Robocop did once in WCW. Seriously. I mean, if you haven't checked the lineage, Ken Robocop could be long lost cousins. Like, <laughs> you know? I put those two in a tag team. But I love that, like, how serious Ken Shamrock has taken that they'll have him do something that not even Roman Reigns would be allowed to do. Just bend <laughs> open the steel with his bare fucking hands. Ken suplexes all the refs and Tony Gonorrhea as they all come out, pull apart brawl. Y2J scampers away and as he's in his car leaving, he fires Harold. It's over. That was it. That was it. Oh. One goof too many. Yeah. Oh, Howard no. runs after him. Like. Yeah, Chris. And I thought he was running after him because he's like, oh, my bags are, you know, I left my pants in there or something. But no, he's literally running after him because he's, he misses him and he wants yeah. him not to leave him. Uh, I was really hoping at this point you'd get like a shot of like both Fink and Kane sat at the bar together and Kane's like my little friend left me today and Fink's like well my big friend left me today and uh, they look at each other like hey we never really chatted before did we? <laughs> <laughs> new tag team absolutely <laughs> unbelievable this is weird we got one of these yeah I, I wasn't this, expecting this yeah I thought they stopped doing these in 1988 Val Venus in one of his little porno videos Val Venus in Enter the Big Valboski. Mm. I think it's if you play on Enter the Dragon. Uh, I think so, because yeah. it's like he's a feud with Steve Bannon. Don't you hate it when you're watching a porno and a guy cuts a promo on Steve Bannon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, like my, uh, I'd love to imagine that was actually one of Val's pornos he just turned and took a second. It's like, like oh, well, you know, I'm just fast-forwarding the promo on <laughs> Steve Blackman. Trying to get a wank on They're like, you know. Val, Val Venus is his secret to lasting longer in sex. Just think of Steve Blackman, you know, just before, before I left. And, like, not to say that Steve Blackman's not sexy. He obviously is. just the, the fear of Blackman. Yeah, will, the emotional issues between yeah, the two. It will make anything go right back inside you. You know, it'll just... Ugh, ugh. And then he gets the nunchucks and he just like winks in the camera and puts them under the sheet and like it moves comes back up and moves them as a deal what is a PG show in case I wasn't being clear you notice how this looks like a willy <laughs> then what do we get Kevin well it opens up the ambulance that's appeared at ringside and who's inside it's Austin comes out fingers first like, I love it I tell you, there's so much about this that I love. Firstly, the fact that Austin was in there and he just comes out like a bullet. Out. It's like, <laughs> yeah. bang, and there he is. Like, Jack in the box. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love as well, the second the Triple H opens it, his music plays. I love as well, like, the idea that Austin's come out of an ambulance and that Austin's so fucked up at the moment that he's like, the only way he'll be clear is like, right, Austin, you can come, you can beat up Triple H, but only if you come in an ambulance and we hook you up to the IV afterwards <laughs> and take you back home. He beats the shit out of Triple H and pops him in the lance. Amazing. Great. Austin got the big pop. Got one over on Triple H. That's a great, really interesting way to end this episode of SmackDown. Can't wait to see what they do next week. Oh, we have to go to the Shire now, though, and see what happens <laughs> in there. So Austin takes the lance round back. Mm. Then he pops into another vehicle. I was just constantly staring at the bottom left corner of the screen like, when's the SmackDown logo going to like... <laughs> A little card gonna pop up here. 
But no, Austin drives the semi-truck into the ambulance. Wow. He kills him. Yeah, you crushed him. That's... What a mad way to end it. No. Oh, going school. Going to give him another one. <laughs> Does it again. I thought what was going to happen then is that he was going to leave and get like a big crane and pick up the ambulance and the truck together and just fuck it over the sunset. Like. <laughs> this, two years later, is the exact same thing they did with Hogan and the NWO on the rock. Oh my God, yes. And it was like, this is, whoa, you've crossed Despicable the line. Despicable heels. And Austin's like, yay, kill Triple H. And then Austin's music just plays when he's yeah. done. Love I was it. Really hoping he'd be stood on top of the broken ambulance, cracking beers, but we've had a, a, enough of an ending, I think, already. Wow! And if Steve Austin's gonna come back, that's how you fucking do it. Yeah. We open things off with the most ominous. Like, honestly, there are these certain images that just send chills down my spine. When I saw a referee strike, I was like, yeah. Ah, ah, oh, ah. no. <laughs> In the throes. We're not going to get a single match tonight, are we? So, uh, we got a referee strike, which sent chills down my spine for one reason, uh, one reason mainly, which is, as we discussed on our Unforgiven episode, which is the night of scab referees, when you have got the non referee referees, mm-hmm. and none of them seem to be able to do. Yeah. The basics. You know, came to three mm-hmm. in an emphatic manner. Yeah. So we got a bunch of referees. They're all on strike because of the actions of uh, one Stone Cold Steve Austin and also Undertaker and Triple H. and all. Everyone went nuts in the referees on Raw. Did they? Because they did a piss poor job of explaining this. All night, Cole and King are talking about the controversy that went down on Raw. And, oh yeah, you better believe the Rex are all picketing outside after what happened on Raw. But they just keep saying after what happened on Raw. No one clarifies what happened on Raw. They really quickly did a segment on it, which was... They said it's the free-for-all. So they basically did a five-way with all the number one contenders. So it was Taker, Kane, Big Show, Rock, and Mankind. And essentially what happened was the match broke down to a wild brawl. Bunch of refs came out and Taker and Show bet up all the referees. Like, right. you know, you know, you have a few drinks, you're divorcing your wife, you have to fight a few guys, you yeah. know. It was a typical night at the saloon for the dead man Undertaker. <laughs> you know, I got I got in trouble on Facebook. Someone was saying that we never say anything good about I Undertaker. I saw, yeah, you got really upset. I, got, I made someone hate me. <laughs> like, <laughs> my disgusting, despicable lack of respect. Like Constantly cracking wise about someone's divorce. I mean, I don't think he's a backer, like, but <laughs> don't! You won't be hearing that. Lads, make sure he doesn't. He's going to hate this. <laughs> we get an amazing call from Cole, though, really putting over the emotion, like... Because it's fucking, it's Joey Abs versus Shane. It's like a big, yeah, kind of match. Yeah. But Cole is making out that it's like the biggest tragedy in wrestling. He's like, this is ridiculous, King. Joey and Shane have been friends since they were kids. They've had the most special times together. <laughs> yeah, remember the time you went down to developmental and go, here, the Mean Street Pops needs, we, need, we need an actual wrestler. Give me that one with the stupid haircut and the eyebrow scar. Off you pop, mate. Come on, let's go. Oh, and as he's leaving, Jerry Lawler enthusiastically caps off the segment by going, Jeff Jarrett, he's the president of the He-Man Woman-Hating Club. What? You, you there as well, are you then, Jerry? <laughs> Seeing him at the meetings, are you? Like... You got your card laminated, Jerry, yeah. and you got your secret tattoo of ten willies <laughs> in a triad. Like BSK tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Big shy cunts, because that was you Jeff Jarrett are. Backstage, the big LG is with Triple H, who reiterates there will be no title shot for Steve Austin. 
Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but throughout the night, they kept doing, like, Dark Knight Rises shot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Triple H is like, Creepy. He ain't gonna get Tyler shot. He can't even old man Zack. And, like, all the way in the distance, like, shadowy Steve Austin. I'm wearing my black denim shorts <laughs> to reflect my black soul. It's genuinely scary. I ain't the baby face this gimmick show needs. <laughs> I'm the one it deserves. That's why I got two shit knees and I can't walk. It does like, because Triple H just walks off and you think that's the end of the segment and the camera does like a horror zoom <laughs> into the Steve. back and there's Steve like staring. It's Steve Austin on top of like a skyscraper with the cameras going around and Michael Caine's like, <laughs> oh, I thought that was the greatest use of CG ever. <laughs> but it turns out they just had Steve Austin stand up there. <laughs> Backstage, Jeff Jarrett berates the queen of the internet lady Cindy Margonis some more yeah she's getting put into an ambulance and he's there like I told you not to piss me off by being a woman like, did you hear what he said hmm? he said this is my internet download that the era of the web the era of Global Force Gold. <laughs> Mr. Global Force look at Deborah and Miss Kitty I only have to program one brain <laughs> <laughs> when you got an old horse, there's two things you can do. You can either kill it or head to Global Force Codes. <laughs> Enter that horse's information. Hey, horse, thanks a lot. You've taken the first step to being killed or gotten rid of with Global Force Go. Oh, it's so awkward. And then he shouts at Terry Taylor. And Tess just appears and starts hitting him. Yeah, Tess just shows up and calls him Pee-wee. Pee-wee? <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, really, really, Tams Infinity. <laughs> to be fair, this is one of the few angles I do like tonight because it's like Tess's got nothing to do with Jeff Jarrett. I think said Tess's got nothing to do. Yeah, Tess, also, <laughs> Tess's got nothing to do. But it's one of these things where, like, a little backstage encounter, like, just a couple of guys bumping into each other, Tess's like, you can't treat women like this. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, fine, we'll have a fucking match later. I was like, great, we'll get Tess versus Jeff Jarrett. They will have a match, and this is the reason for this it. This is like one of like the handful of instances where the common morality of the WWE locker room—it's <laughs> like this. And when Chaz was alleged to have beaten his girlfriend, people were like, "Hey, hang on a minute." Yeah. Other than that, no one gives a shit. Yeah, but, but this one moment—you don't pick on Cindy Margolis, mate. Okay. All right, we've all put Cindy Margolis in the figure four, but give her her space when you're loading her in the ambulance. <laughs> it's not your internet, Jeff. It's ours, and you know it. Now. Come on. So. Curtis Hughes looks so upset. Now, I remember we had, like, he popped up in one, maybe two episodes yeah, it was, before uh, now. it was Unforgiven. Yeah, was in and we had a very corner. brief chat about, like, oh, he's got a bit of a scowl on him, hasn't he? Forgot that it was actually his gimmick, because he just stands in the ring just going... Wicks. Like, just scowling all the time. I really would like to, like, get a close-up of Curtis Hughes' face there and just put over... You know, like, the kind of the voiceovers they would do with Monty Python on the animation? He looks fucking miserable. We get an amazing promo from Y2J though did you catch it <laughs> yeah just, just making up lies about Shamrock Shamrock was backstage and he was begging me he was crying his eyes out please don't hurt me again tonight Chris I adore this so fucking much <laughs> such a little bitch just like He's making shit up such like, a liar so good uh, I think the greatest mysteries at the moment in WWF are number one why is 
Chris Jericho doing this? <laughs> like, ask yourself, why? What's he got to prove? Why? Yeah. Like, there's literally no reason. Because the man's a coward, like. Yeah. He, I'm going to pick on the world's most dangerous man. He literally, like, he does. He wants to have his cake, but not have it, and not eat it. Yeah. Like, all at once. Also, why is Curtis Hughes so upset? Because <laughs> Jericho's doing this wacky promo, which you think would listen to, <laughs> yeah, he's the man. But Curtis is furious. Yeah. He's livid. Just scowling. So Jericho brings out the special guest referee, the scab ref for tonight's encounter. The only man who we can uh, really count on. One of the all-time greats. Remember all his great matches in the 70s in MSG. It's a legendary El Dopo. Howard Finkel. <laughs> Blatantly Howard Finkel, yeah. Poor Howard. Coming out to the lamest silent reaction. I like, thought that after last week it was over, Adam. he was done with this. He got, he got fired. Like He looks pathetic. He's got his, like... They got elastic pants on. Oh, pulled right up over his belly button. Like... <laughs> It's not. It looks like Robotnik or something. It's not nice. Wearing pants like that, it's like if someone sees you. Oh, you're having a hard time. (laughs) Are you wearing stretchy pants? You're gonna have a big dinner. Like those are the pants that you wear at home on a lazy Sunday in eating crackers and no one's looking. A bad Sunday in, yeah. That's a a dark Sunday battling (laughs) the big black dog. You know, that's not fucking coming out in front of twenty thousand people in Las Vegas. So they brawl to the outside and Howard doesn't do any count. So they literally just have this slow motion. Yeah. And Curtis Hughes is one of those guys who looks mean, but he hits so soft and so he slow. Is awful, proper frail whale, as oh, you would say. Oh, Jesus, yeah. We do get Jericho on commentary, though, for a bit, which is nice. That's funny, yeah. And he sits down and he says that King is one of the only entertaining things in this boring, ridiculous federation. <laughs> You can tell I didn't like Jericho this time. I know, of course I did. He's fucking slagging off the company. At least he's not slagging off the Undertaker again (laughs) like he was, you know? So Jericho runs away from commentary so him and Curtis Hughes can jump Ken Shamrock. Mm. Ken gets the ankle lock in, but El Dopo DQs him because Curtis gets to the ropes and he immediately DQs him for all that go. So El Dopo gets unmasked, and it's a Howard Finkel who the thought. Oh no! Yeah, and uh, when the mask is being ripped off, Jerry goes, "How dare you? The mask is sacred to those people." <laughs> to which Michael Cole goes, "Those people? That's Howard Finkel." <laughs> Fucking hell! Fuck lads, that's too much. Any other night but this night, please. Three short bullshit matches in a row. Look, you know it's a long night when you turn on this 84 minute episode of Smackdown and there's more fucking dots than a game of yeah. battleships. It's a, how many matches that start and end within a second there are tonight? Mm-hmm. So Taker goes on commentary and basically... Oh, yeah, he just shows up in his street clothes and I think, like, just just get in the ring, Mark. Let's just try and get this over and done <laughs> Let's with. Let's have a go. He just goes and sits down, like, oh. Michael Cole, I have neither the time nor the energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely... He may as well... Because you can hear in his voice, because he's just so sad and tired. 
I'm both physically and emotionally sore. Oh, he's not even enthusiastic about UFOs or anything today. Like, no, he's just, his heart's not in it anymore. And that's why he didn't do well in Goldeneye. And that's why he's going to be like, <laughs> the game's broken and throw it yeah. down. Like, you know, the guy who proper had a strop, you know. He's having a bit of a fun time with his words here, Undertaker. I think literally Russo whispered into his ear, the fuck is going on in the storylines. Oh. Great quote here from Undertaker. What's becoming to happen with Kane right now? A monster. What's becoming to happen? Oh, what is becoming you, to happen? You put a bit too much emotion in that voice as well there. Like, it's still sadder. That, there's one bit where Big Show's in the ring and he goes, and that's why the Big Show, he is the phony tough and crazy brave. <laughs> I, the phony tough. I thought that he called himself a crazy knave. <laughs> like, you know, hark, hark a knave. You know, his hands go ah, oh, and This is really upsetting. Kane gets eliminated by Mick. Mick then gets eliminated by The Rock. Showstopper chokes down to The Rock. Undertaker says, "This is why I'm the power." And he goes into the ring and he dumps out Rock and, and uh, Big Show at the same time. And I thought, like, you know, law of averages, I thought you got to come out and go, this is why I have the power and he gives himself, like, a hernia. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he starts crying. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting sick everywhere. This is stuff happens every time we talk about the Undertaker. Breaks down. <laughs> His misery is our greatest joy. He's gone next week. This is it now. Like, so. But, like, at this point, because I was under the impression Taker's just won the Royal Rumble by the way by eliminating those guys he's won and I was under the impression like he's in this state and they're going to put him in the main event against Triple H for the yeah. title now like yeah. it's really worrying and as well like you know you can feel there's obviously pressure on Taker because they haven't do this spot because I mean I thought when I watched this Rumble Rules thing, which is total fucking bullshit, I was like, look, yeah. just do a tag match. Fucking yeah. Kane and show. Anything. Un- unlikely allies hating each other against Rock and Mick. There you go. And Taker on commentary. But no, they have to pretend like Taker's fine. It's like with Austin yeah. as well. Yeah, like, the same thing. We can't just say that he's taking time off or that he's injured or anything. Heaven forbid. Like now, they're always like even too safe where they're kind of like oh we think they might be injured straight away they'll tell you yeah. they're like oh this guy's injured this guy's hurt there's none of this like try and pull the wool over your fucking yeah. eyes Taker wins via DQ divorce quality is what I wrote for that, <laughs> for that there we, it's just fucking sad you know yeah we should say as well Royal Rumble or not that match again five minutes long yeah. really fucking quick nothing challenge. happens nothing to say about it like this is the kind of match that if it was happening in WCW, like Kevin Nash would now show. Like, I'm not yeah, I'm just not even going to show up. You like, know, you could see the lads kind of could make the argument that this was not worth doing. Not good enough. And Taker's the poster boy, Magic the Gathering, sponsoring oh, the next yeah. pay-per-view. Make their expecting full attire with lightning, not with fucking sunglasses and a bandana. Oh. Bullshit. Arbok and Weezing appear. All four of them beat the rock up. There you go. What's going on? What is going on? I wonder if they'll play into next week in Undertaker's role. But, like, like, isn't the ministry over at this point? Is it, it is. long done? Like, the days of scary lights and music are over? These like, two are literally back to be dead bodies for Rock to beat up Triple H to do shit with next Christ week. alive. Like just... These guys, they do a thing, this is when they do the dark side rules thing where Taker, Taker who's a fucking tag team champion as well, we should point oh, out. Oh yeah, he won it in the Buried Alive Him match. show, I forgot about Not that. seven days ago. No Fuck me. on him. So he's a tag team champion. 
him and Big Show defend the belts against uh, Rock and Sock, and they do Dark Side Rules, which is Tired Undertaker and commentary. I got a really cool uh, lunchbox this week. Oh, for fuck's sake. You guys seen the new mod for GoldenEye? <laughs> Y'all see my new control schematics? Like, and uh, yeah, they do Dark Side Rules, which is basically Median Viscera wrestle on his behalf. The- That's it. That's the Dark Side Rules. Dark Side Rules. Fuck me. Yeah, there you go. So dark side. Isn't I love it? that in WCW, dark side means you have to shave your mustache and start referring to your fans as Hulkazoids. <laughs> but in WWF, dark side means ah, just fucking have viscera and media yeah. defend your championship. That's why for uh, you. Anakin Skywalker, he went proper evil. He had uh, you know, media and viscera kill all the younglings in the temple what? in Episode Three. Like, <laughs> what they really you. should have done is instead of like you know trying to cover up that Undertaker is actually taking time off, just have him be like, I will be in the six pack challenge. But it will be a dark side six pack <laughs> and have Midian and Viscera come out and take his place in the match. Undertaker, just give it up, mate. Just like, go, home. go home. Just please, just take some time off. You know what? I feel like we should have watched some of these during the run of the Outer podcast because it actually would have made us go easier on Undertaker. Yeah, you I know, feel like so bad for still him making now. a lot of jokes, but there's a part of me that's like, come on, man. Part of me that's like, you know, thank God he's going next week because I'm pretty sure, like, I, I if I do another week, it's just going to cry and run to Bob and Crash Holly come out, to which Jerry Lawler, when they do the little sting before the commercial break, here come the super heavyweights! Yep. Ah! And I thought like, right, finally, okay, we're going to see the Hollies, I'm going to get to see their super heavyweight gimmick, they're going to start on some jobber or mid-carder and make him weigh himself on the scales, we'll get to see Jarrah! it. Fuck <laughs> me! They're doing the Jarrett gimmick again! Now, originally I was going to call out Cindy Margolis. <laughs> But another blonde southerner beat me to it. So China, get out here. He basically said, you find a partner, we'll wrestle you and your partner. Crash is tittering the whole way. Uh, It's a handicap match because China, you know, she's coming out on her own. Fair fucks. fucks China is so badass, she'll take on both the Hollies. I like that. I like that they had Dave Hebner refereeing and they had to be like, oh yeah, by the way, (laughs) that's Earl Hebner's twin brother. And I can just imagine if if I had seen this episode of Smackdown when I was a kid, be like, that's a fucking shut up. <laughs> you ran out of scab ref. Stop pretending like they should have put a mustache on him at least. Yeah, or something. come on, like <laughs> boss man. Oh fuck this! Right, this is all right. I'm bringing it back. Boss man behaving badly right now. Okay, big boss man behaving badly because tonight he's taking on Al Snow in a pepper on a pole match. I thought, wait a minute, didn't he die? Yeah. Boss man has got the deep fried remains of that little rat right here in this doggy bag, which is a bag that literally has doggy bag. bag. And he's done it in two kinds of marker, just he put extra effort in so it'll really read from a distance. He says he's gonna force feed Al Snow the rotting remnants when he wins. What? <laughs> two week old. It's two weeks ago! Remains of his dog! And it's two weeks ago where it was like earlier in the day, so it's even longer ago. Yep. And at this point in time, right, if I'm not mistaken, is Shawn Michaels still commissioner? That means that he agreed some point with Bossman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. we can put it on a poll. Sure thing, pal. We'll do that. We'll have a match. This is fucking weird. Fucking we used to watch this at 11am on Sky One as children. <laughs> I'm going to r- shove the remains down your throat. 
like, I love as well that there's like, there's a, a, a wet waste to the oh, bag. They put actual meat in like, it, didn't there's, they? Uh, like, there's something in there and you know he's not refrigerated this. And I don't know about you, were you as scared as me? Because all throughout this episode, the heels keep winning, the heels keep getting the upper hand. I genuinely thought we were going to get Al Snow passed out on the floor and Boss Man shoving some meat in his mouth. <laughs> They're on bottom into the dead dog. <laughs> I thought I was, gonna, I was really scared what was going to happen here is because uh, they were hanging it along a high above the ring and you know how these pole matches always go. I was really worried it was going to keep falling down. Oh, you know, splashing. Said, We've just got word. Yes, they're going to rehang the dead dog remnants. <laughs> yes, that's why SmackDown's number one. Coming up next, as previously advertised, Double J, Jeff Jarish, taking on Tast. You have missed quite an important segment here, did you not see? <laughs> Do you know, we've compared Jeff Jarrett to Duke Nukem so many times in the past. Yeah. We get Duke Nukem endorsing Jarrett's actions. It's like, Duke Nukem sponsors Jeff Jarrett putting Cindy Margolis in a figure oh, four. Oh, And it goes on. It's like a full-on recap of what happened earlier in the night. Just in case you missed earlier the misogyny of the week brought yeah. to you by you know what this angle truly is the Duke Nukem zero hour of the <laughs> WWF shitty lack of controls story all over the place meandering bullshit the few <laughs> fanatical madmen who thinks this was a good idea will claim that it was okay the benefit of hindsight it's somehow worse that's not even getting into the treatment of women either mate like, that's a separate sake. issue Shane stands there, smiling and nodding. Triple H is like building up who's it going to be. He starts, you know, dropping some hints. And he says, this is an individual with balls the size of grapefruits. And Jerry immediately goes, me? <laughs> Don't put that image in my fucking... Yeah, because when Vince says he's got balls the size of grapefruits, you think, oh yeah, he means he's tough. He's got moxie. When Jerry says it, I'm like, you need to go to the doctors, mate. Yeah, You've like, got like, Jerry's, swollen. Jerry's been on Jeff Jarrett's internet and he's clicked a few of them pop-ups on Global Force Gold. Oh, I've got balls the size of grapefruits. <laughs> 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 so underdog Triple H glowers as Vince McMahon makes five matches for tonight. Firstly, he goes, Triple H, you're going to be taking on The Rock. In a bomber bum rope match, pal. It's not a match. Which Michael Hayes just immediately goes, The Rock! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know it's bad that even on a tape show, they're on the headphones going, Yeah, it's fucking... <laughs> like, there, I'll admit, there were some early days in the podcast where I was like, Oh, God, we said something really, like, all garbly, all talking over each other, and I try and go, Ah, fuck it. Can't like, be arsed. Just let, let just, it yeah. in there. Like, if there's ever kind of a moment you listen to the podcast from the early episodes where it's like, Geez, that's... That sounds a bit ropey. There was a point where I had a Michael Hayes edit going, oh, fuck it. <laughs> keep it in. Like, he'll learn his lesson by saying, like, an Egypt. Like. So, Triple H versus The Rock in a Bama Bum Rope match, which they honestly they struggled to say that yeah. throughout the night. That's why I've written down Bama Bumbo match. <laughs> Triple H versus The Undertaker in a casket match. <laughs> Mate, sure. the only thing that's been buried here tonight is, is his career and divorce proceedings. So like, the Undertaker's marriage. Triple H versus Mankind in a boiler room brawl. Triple H versus Kane in an Inferno match. Triple H versus The Big Show in a Choke Slam Challenge. And Triple H versus Double J in a Gold Rush match. <laughs> You've been dying to say that, haven't you? <laughs> I'm really proud I was able to say it. I'm just going... Because <laughs> that is proper funny to me. Uh, just so you all know, I find it particularly hilarious. <laughs> 
Oh, we wouldn't have guessed by the five episodes <laughs> now where you keep bringing up the goal. Michael Hayes is already abominable on commentary I've written here. Oh, we get to look at him as well now and see what he's dressed like. He looks like a retired D-list porn star. <laughs> like, you know, like one of those scary old men. Like, I've been in the industry my whole life. Like, what I thought is, is that if you got a really old emerald that has a lot of history to it and it became a man, it was a wizard actually all along. It's like, oh, and they use the spell and he turns into a human. It's like, oh, that's what you look like. And he's like, <laughs> you've not been watching Charmed like I have, obviously. Like, oh, that old, that old emerald that was in the attic was actually an old wizard all along. Genuinely, I don't know why I thought you were going to say like an emerald that's turned into a mushy old pear over time. <laughs> that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> this is a... A weird start to SmackDown Crawl. <laughs> the reason is I've been watching Love recently and the show on that is clearly a takeoff oh. of Charmed. Oh yeah, the, the witches show on that. I yeah. used to watch the odd the odd episode of Charmed back in the day, so it's been in my it's been in my head recently. <laughs> Get a shot of Brett Hull in the crowd. Brett the Hitman Hull. Here's Brett Hull with his little son. He's <laughs> just smiling. He is away, with like. his little son. Brett Hull, he was uh, City of Culture in 2017, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking solid UK <laughs> reference right, right there. there I mean, it's always good to know like, if we've got if the balance is tipping in a certain favour, UK or US, because we've always been neck and neck with our audience. Yeah, same time yeah. we can see... And it is literally 50-50, like, yeah. so... I think that means that we technically have more fans in a more concentrated area, because the UK lost smaller than the US. That's true, isn't it? that's so true. There you go. More fans per square mile. Hayes says that Kane is the master of the Inferno match. <laughs> because he fucking lost one once, like... Come on! I love it. he, but he always got that because they did Kane MVP a few years later. Yeah, and they're like, oh, Kane Inferno match. He's never won an Inferno match. It's like the way Mick Foley was the master of the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yeah. like, what? Because he had to re-retire because he lost it. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Undertaker tells his friends he's totally over his divorce and wants a proper big night out. He says X Pac is like a sniveling, whimpering little. Idiot. A phony liberal tough. <laughs> <laughs> and then he is the officially the lamest. I mean, you gotta peek what you're lamest before you're out the door. I, I understand Undertaker. Let's venture into the night. He's like grinning at his buddies and <laughs> start walking off. All the baddies from Buffy are all heading out, like, let's venture into the night, like, you know, it's <laughs> I just I had this image of them like at 1am you know after them venturing into the night and Big Show's had to go home early because he's got work in the morning and like Taker really wants to keep her lit like wants to keep the night going yeah. what do you mean you don't want a balty come on like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the card game let's go to the gentleman's club come on I want to play on the fruit machine <laughs> I didn't get to do this when I was in university I was in a long term relationship I'm single and I love it now <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> We get a sign straight away as Billy and Road Dog are celebrating. It's just—it's so simple, but I love it. It's just a sign that says, "It's really Tuesday," <laughs> <laughs> exposing the business. I remember, like, there was a when I was in school, like, there was a kid from New York there. And I used to tell him, you know, SmackDown's taped. Mm. And he fucking would. He was like, we were mates because he liked wrestling. I was like, oh, wrestling mates. And then we had an argument with that. And he was like, fuck you. We actually had a fight at one point. <laughs> taped? Does this look taped to you? <laughs> Ex explain this then. Like. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it was taped. It was really Tuesday, not Friday. 
Yeah. Michael Hayes is like, oh, Triple H, he's taking on 500 pound Big Show, Kane, who's over seven feet tall, Viscera, who's over 500 pounds, and Midian, who must be at least 300 pounds. He's not, stop it. Okay, it doesn't work. He also refers to him as Triple Ace. Yes, Triple Ace! <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm going to say right now, Triple Ace is the coolest gimmick ever. <laughs> like, because his Titan Tron would be a slot machine, and then it goes like, Ace, Ace, Ace. I'm Time just, to play the Ace. I'm just saying, I think the ranch has got a new member. I think Cowboy Kevin Mahan is going to have the bodyguard be Triple Ace, who's got a pair of sunglasses with aces on yes. them. Yes. And another ace somewhere else. Oh, and he comes out to Ace of Spades by Motorhead. <laughs> like, oh, it's perfect, the, Kevin. The Hasty Dixie version, you know, if you like to gamble, I'll tell you how to play. I live some, lose some. As soon as we're done recording, we're going on 2K17 triple, and we're making this Triple shit. Ace. <laughs> and then, of course, when we do uh, Mayhem in the Black Hills, you know, that cowboy show, it'd be Triple Triple Ace. You know, it's all these Ace symbols lined up in their own. And I'm getting really pissed off because, like, Holly's come out. And when the second he said Al Snow, I thought, yes, not picking on China. We're going to finally get the fucking scales gimmick here. <laughs> never, I, I, never I made it up, it. mate. It's not, <laughs> it isn't a scale. It's just a prop, like, it doesn't even work. So, boss man, we cut to him. Fuck it, it's another boss man behaving badly because it's like the meanest thing ever. For no reason whatsoever, big boss man behaving badly backstage antagonizing a load of random dogs just shouting at them I bet you taste like chicken I've been teasing them sassing them doing my theme off key boom a da da ba boom firstly are they bringing all the dogs around week to week every week yeah they're on the roster mate are all the dogs in catering when they're not booked <laughs> eating there with Joey Abs and the Mean Street Posse like? and, and second of all we don't just get this in the middle of the match. This comes up on the big screen. And I thought like, oh, it's going to distract Al and then Bob will get the roll up. But that's not quite what happens. It's just, there is Boss Man. I like, thought like Boss Man's going like, to you know, antagonize all the dogs. They'll be like, hun, 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 hun. And all Boss would stand at the top of the ring and all the dogs would come behind him. <laughs> Blah, my pretties. Blah. <laughs> So I remember Shamrock just disappeared. Oh, no, after bleeding and like coughing up blood. And I always remember like my brother, the last time he saw him, because my brother didn't watch SmackDown, he watched, you know, King of the Ring. He's like, I know he coughed up blood at King of the Ring. And then that was kind of it. What, what happened to him? And then it was like, and we finally found out. It was like on like, you know, uh, some fucking Angel Fire wrestling news dot biz or whatever. I was like, oh no, here's his last appearance. It's like a little screenshot, 200 pixels of Ken Charles <laughs> covered in blood. We're like, oh, and he's not uh. under contract anymore. Do they fire him because he died? Is that, you know, what, what is he? Is he? Is he like his organs melting? What happened to him? Oh. Did he get mad cow disease? It is the late nineties. <laughs> Bulldog wants a title shot. Oh, no. He literally wants his title shot. They said title shot six times in this 10-second bit. Like. And this is brilliant because he's not just talking about he wants a title shot. He is still after the same title shot. He says, you call that a title shot. I've been asking for this since January. Yeah. So they revealed that he was brought back because he was promised a title shot. And he wants a title shot. And Vince is like, well, you know, you can be in the six-pack challenge. How's that, pal? He's like, fine, they're happy. And he's like, I want to be a special guest referee for the Brahma Boom match. <laughs> it's not even called that. It's the Brahma Bull Rope match, you fucking idiots. And he says, I want to be special guests referee. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a taped show. Yeah. Look in your fanny pack and find out your lines. Write it down for him if you can remember. Special oh. guests referee in the Brahma ball rope match. Fucking bullshit. So everyone gets this wrong tonight, but Bulldog seems happy. I guess He's finally got his title shot. Getting his title shot. He's getting his title shot. This this will be referenced again, I'm assuming, by the Bulldog. I will imagine. We get a great line from Cole though to close out the episode of SmackDown. Triple H is going to Unforgiven, and it's a damn shame. <laughs> he worked his ass off. For and that. They, they do go as well. He goes, and Steve Austin will be there. He'll be Unforgiven. What's Triple H going to do when he meets Steve Austin? In, in, a, in a referee capacity, <laughs> like the Bulldog is here, but it'll be different. And it's a damn shame. And it's a damn shame. Uh, this actually made me more confused for a show that we've already reviewed. Yeah, I know, I know. I need to like listen to the Unforgiven episode again, just to remind myself what the fuck even happened. Well, that's what I'm going to recommend to everyone, because Sunday here in our timeline is Unforgiven. Listen to our Unforgiven episode. Mm. I don't don't watch Unforgiven. Oh, God, Jesus, no, man. No, <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. But listen to the episode so you can see, because I want to know what we thought of this. Yeah. Did it make more sense looking back in retrospect with this build? But fucking hell. Now, on the network, and on, I think I went to a cage match and I looked up about this, but this was advertised as a certain type of match. Did you see it? Mm -mm. It does say it on the network in the, in the description. This was technically a dog pound match. Dog pound? Wait, D-O-double-G pound? Yeah. Right. Okay. Meaning... <laughs> Acolyte rules like what does that mean <laughs> never once broad meant does, that, does a dog pound match mean that the road dogs like you know had a had a spliff before he's come out of that? As, as he had a jazz cigarette and he's out here high as a kite wrestling Chris Jericho I don't know um, I can't not imagine road dogs theme as a footy chant oh <laughs> <laughs> Football! <laughs> Just saying, you know. You're not down with the FIFA World Cup. We got two words for you. Bribus. <laughs> Fuck me. I know nothing about football, but I know my chance. <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> You know, said Road Dog and Billy Gunn were listening to the, the old wrestlers' adage of wearing a gimmick shirt that's not yours. Yeah. Wearing each other's shirt. I like that. Did you see what Mr. Ash's shirt had in the backwards? Because I've seen that lip shirt before. You know, the yeah. The neon green lips. What's it say on the back? Ass. It has written backwards, ass backwards. <laughs> I like that. So it's like... It doesn't make any sense, but I like that. I like the idea that it's kind of like, hey, you'll be really funny. If I had a t-shirt <laughs> that said ass backwards, but it was actually backwards. So the children who wore that in school, unless they were near a mirror or had a reflective surface, they're going to get no trouble. Just saying, I could wear that a lot easier than my suck it 69 That's true. hockey That's top. That's true. And it's entertaining too. That's why all the girls walk behind him down the street, Kevin. <laughs> That's the real reason. Uh-oh, Mick Foley calls out Val Venus. Oh, 
Straight, I got a cold shiver down my yeah. spine. We um, edited the Royal Rumble episode the other day, and we're literally talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> no, we were talking about Jericho not being able to put people over. Mick Foley, you will not be putting over Val Venus. Not going to work. And Val comes out, no top on him. Very sexy. Very sexy indeed. <laughs> got the, the, the tight black jeans on and a big old gold chain. <laughs> big old Huge grin chain. on his face. Yeah. Like. I know what I will say about Val. He never gets the just due that he get needs for... He is such a great performer. Yeah. No, he, he is. He legit. does the voice. He does that yeah. character. And the greatest thing is here, he comes out. He doesn't really know what he's being called out for. So he just comes out with a big smile on his face and like... What can I do for you, Mick? Like, he's just literally being Val Venus yeah. and just reacting naturally. He is really good. Really, really underrated. Shit like that is why people remember him and people like him and The Godfather. And just guys who were that character all the goddamn time. Yes. You know? Never turned it off. And it's, it's you know, I'm going to say it's like a Kane or the Undertaker thing. Yeah. Because, you know, when they were in this character, that was it. You know, there was no point where Val Venus was not yeah. doing the fucking porn star voice the yeah. whole nine yards. I love that about him. They've got lots of dick jokes here, though. The worst. I know what's in your pants and I want it. I need it. It's crass. Whip it out and place it into my <laughs> Place it into my hand. I want you to get that big dick at. I mean, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Suggestive dialogue, it said when we turned this episode on, folks. Still PG, though. Val's reaction when he thinks that Mick is referring to his penis. He says, The big Valbowski only puts from one side of the green. What does that mean? The big Valbowski is not gay. You know, I'm totally straight, not gay. Don't even say it. Don't even think it. Do gay people play on the other side of a, a golfing green or something? Like, I've never heard that expression. I, I think this comes from a simpler time when simply people didn't know how to phrase things. <laughs> people didn't know what being gay was really all about. Like. I saw Richard Herring the other night and he talked about you know, how the symbol for when he was growing up people said oh someone was gay and they would like touch their two index fingers together like that. Because that's what they do. You like, know. Yeah. <laughs> their erect penis is just smashing into each other over yeah. and over again. No, to be fair, now, this is going to sound weird, but I actually was quite surprised at how Val handled this because I was expecting, like, a really big, like, <laughs> I'm not good. Like, you know, something like that. Like, smash but, some <laughs> of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, like, as straightforward as he says. He only puts from one side of the green. And then he goes, like, I didn't know you were like this, Mick. I never expected this. And, like, he doesn't, like... Have a go at him for it. He just yeah. says, I wasn't expecting this. There's nothing really racy about this. If the porn the star is not going to be open-minded, who is? <laughs> exactly, <guess>. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I love as well when Foley's going on and getting increasingly angry. And just have Cole going, Mick, this is network TV. <laughs> yeah. So Val thinks that Mick is going to kill him and stuff his own dick in his mouth. Pretty much, yeah. But I want, you know, if, if you don't you know, do that, I'm going to you know, take it from you and stuff it down your throat. Like, that's that's literally the last way I want to go. <laughs> it's, it's a larger man to rip off my dick and make me die yeah, choking on Yeah, through your it. own throat. So Foley shows him a little bit of GTV. And it's Val stuffing his willy with Mr. Rocco, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Mr. Cocko. 
Val's too embarrassed to admit that. Yeah, he sells it. this so well. <laughs> it's great. He sells it like the girl who was caught stuffing her bra in that Dr. Pepper ad. He's like totally embarrassed, <laughs> playing it chill. He's like, it was a joke, Mick. Because everyone knows that I'm hung like a zoo animal. It's okay. Like, you know? He says that he's going to return the people's cock sock later on. Yeah. It's going to be okay. This was an odd segment. And it ends with Val walking off. I see ya. <laughs> as he's walking away with his back turned, Mick's like, yeah, well, Val, you better deliver Mr. Rocco, because if you don't, I'll sure as hell deliver Mr. Socko. And then his music hits, and like he just pauses and he starts going, rock and sock, <laughs> rock and sock. Oh, it's the only way more really upsetting. He's playing the rage party music. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Leave Bye. Play my music. Have a nice day. <laughs> An odd segment, but not as bad as it could have been, I think, all things considered. Yeah, pretty cringy. Could be worse. Coming up next, it's the beginning of the Terry Invitational Tournament as Edge and Christian take on the new Brug. The Hardy Boys music with the Brood's Titantron will never not be weird to me. I hate it. It's so confused and backwards. Like coming out of the fiery circle with Gangrel. Right. I'm not sure if this is me burying or throwing him under the bus here, but wasn't it Billy when we were playing No Mercy who linked up Chris Benoit's Titantron to Mark Henry's music? I was like, look how funny this is. It's sexual, baby. <laughs> Benoit screaming ah! <laughs> you don't want to give it all to you <laughs> and then you had um, it was the big shows you know his like Hollywood grey grainy sort of big show <laughs> yeah, footage yeah. with da, 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 big show <laughs> choke slams and oh, it works perfectly <laughs> but this doesn't this is a fucking mess of an entrance it's so bad right so it's the Terry Invitational Tournament and Terry Runnels, it was split from the Mean Street Posse. They dumped her on Raw. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. So she comes out to explain that it's a best of five series. You notice how Terry's voice always sounds like she's haunted. I've I've got to say I like Terry's voice. I was quite she's haunted. I was quite surprised at how pleasant she was to hear on commentary. Like really surprised. You'll never come back to Cold Mountain. <laughs> Some say they put a curse on this place. What was that lad from uh, Heroes of Wrestling? <laughs> I did not come from the yeah. Terry's gonna. Manage Abdullah the Butcher in a needlessly <laughs> bloody match here. Well, I don't get like we all know by now since you pointed it out last time. Terry Invitational Tournament tit. That's the pun. We get it. <laughs> they keep calling it the Terry Runnels Invitational Tournament. <laughs> Trits. But they're still <laughs> they're still treating it like it's an innuendo because they're going like, let me hear you say it, King. Terry Runnels Invitational Tournament and King's like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's sexy or something like, what the fuck's going on just even saying it is getting them hard like you know like, the way she was saying it, I was like yeah it is actually quite hard to say Terry Rollins Invitational Tournament it is a bit of a mouthful yeah. but he's like whoa <laughs> right but it's not you know it's not an innuendo is it because it's not a tournament it's a best of it's five best series of five yeah T-I-B-F-S the Tibbs Terry Invitational <laughs> best of five series that's all it is it's not a fucking tournament just call it the Terry Classic mate let's be done with it put it on NXT you know how we thought we were mad smart when we reviewed No Mercy we were like huh, what's gonna happen to Gangrel like kind of you know that's a silly thing that they, they haven't picked up on and literally straight away he's like uh oh Gangrel's gonna be irrelevant <laughs> I'm sure the Hardys will dump him on his ass as soon as they win <laughs> <laughs> but Gangrel 
crowd is like out there with him. When Terry's music hit, he's like, what's going on? <laughs> Who's this? Do you guys know anything about this? Like, if you're not, if you're their manager and you don't even know... <laughs> about the tournament they've signed the up framework for. of the match for which you're accompanying them. Man, you deserve to be fired. <laughs> There's one bit where King says to Cole... Instead of the Terry Invitational Tournament, she should call it the Riders' Cup. And Cole just goes, why? <laughs> King, realising it's a PG show, just goes, well, because... He <laughs> just loses it. It's a huge silence. I love that the rest of most of King's instances are going, yeah, or him going, oh. It's no wonder Hayes had to fill in last week. He can't handle the PG environment yet. Literally, King going, is very much the flapping dicky, like, uh oh, I said something. I was like, what? Backstage, a rooster talks with a bulldog. There's my title shot. <laughs> he found it. Yay. Yay. Oh, he's not going to be happy though, is no, he? Uh-uh. Oh, no, not indeed. Now, backstage, we also got what I thought was the sweetest segment ever. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes people labeled, oh, The Rock and Sock was kind of a mean, spirited thing. Like Foley in his book, it's like, oh, The Rock was always just mean to me and he never warmed up to me. And I d- thought that, you know... Because Foley always wanted to turn heel after this. Mm. This is the most loving, endearing yeah. rock ever. It's really nice. Because he he obviously doesn't give a fuck about Mr. Rocco. No. But he's going to pretend he does to Mick just oh, to humour him. Like, you go out so there and nice. you get Mr. Rocco back for the great one. Like, he's... He knows what Mick wants to hear, like... Because, you know, later on, where he's kind of like, look, I don't know what you're... You know, when he kind of stops having time for him. But it's because he's, like, so engrossed in, like, actual shit. Main event stuff, like... He... I really think Foley was good not to turn heel off of this, because... Yeah. The Rock, actually... I'm really happy we saw this segment. Particularly when he goes to high-five, and he goes, like... He's gonna he does smack, yeah. Get out of here, you little rapscallion. <laughs> what I love like. is that when Mick comes running into the locker room, and he's like, Rocky, I found out Mr. Rocco was taken by Valvina. And the Rock just goes, "Who the hell is Valvinus? <laughs> like, you work with him. You must have seen him around. You know, he's the guy who's always talking about how big his ego is. And it goes, ah, yes, the guy who's always talking about his cock and baby stories. Valvinus with his cock. I hope Valvinus's new finisher is called Cockamani Stories. Like. The commentary on this was fucking horrendous. Yeah, really bad. Whoa. Bless them both for coming out and having a go at it, I guess, but... Michael Cole is not the marshal to steer these ships through the night. Absolutely not. Everyone is all over each other, and Albert's trying to get his shit in. Look at the big show, Michael Cole. He's a strong man. Oh. Oh. <laughs> King is like to try and get him to make fun. He's like, say bad things about the big show. Make fun of him. Hey, Lurch, where's the rest of your family? <laughs> I had to where's, read you. Where's the rest of your family? Yeah, hey, Lurch. The like a- the monsters. The Adams family. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. That's, where's the where's rest the rest of, of your That's family. the best he had. Oh no, the best he had is when he calls Big Show, yeah, big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it's like King is there going, yeah, go, yeah, big dummy, woohoo, yeah, ow. Draws goes all shoot. It's like, what, what are you even doing out here? It's like, 
Yeah, man, the bookers won't don't want me For out here. For fuck's sake. Let me tell you, brother, the booker man doesn't want me out here. <laughs> but me and Prince Albert, we came out here anyway. Like, um, I'm, I'm glad that Russo was gone before this shit infected the rest of the show. Could you imagine, yeah, if he stuck around and everyone was talking like that. And all the while this madness is going on in commentary. You always know it's good guest commentary when immediately you enable captions to take note of all the stupid <laughs> shit they're saying. But D'Lo is making Big Show look like a million dollars in the ring. In the ring, there is some really good Big versus Little <laughs> really action. Great, really, yeah. really good. He's given him offense that his lack of an entrance would not necessarily like. <laughs> show kicks out of the low down. Like, I think that was so great. Like, you know, if you're going to do these two in the ring, this was like you had D'Lo outmaneuver him. Mm-hmm. D'Lo got his finisher on the Big Show. And then at two... Big Show did the super Throws kick him out. off, yeah. And then you get the immediate DQ with Draws and Albert interfering. That's how you do that type of match. Because yeah. Big Show looks like a beast for kicking out of everything D'Lo's got. It's not as if D'Lo has exhausted every means to do no, this. No, he still had more gas in the tank. But he still, you know, he can get one over on Big Show. He, yeah. got, he got in the position where he pinned Big Show. Didn't get him to stay down, but he was still doing really well. Like, both guys look great. How many times these days, if you put, like, your US or Intercontinental Champion up against... Main eventer who we have nothing for, who would just lose randomly then, just to kind of, oh, because he's the main event guy. You know, they yeah. just have him lose. The IC and US champions and WWE had a really bad history of losing all the yeah, fucking time. So it's nice to see that this was, was different back then. So we get a disqualification, and Big Show hits what I described as a big, delicious, beefy powerbomb on oh, oh my god, it is sick. Like, absolutely nasty. Because you can see him, like, fucking whip down and the torque on the back of he his head. He lays down like, with him. Oh, my God. Oh, what I like most of it as well is when Big Show put him in the powerbomb and he started looking left to right. I'm like, are you going to do the fucking alley-oop? <laughs> <laughs> and then he hit that. I was like, oh! Are, you, are we seriously having that for fucking dinner? Oh, no, it's this! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That should have been his finisher instead of the alley-oop. Oh, mate. man! Lovely powerbomb. Fucking love a good dirty powerbomb like that. <laughs> fucking absolutely love it. A real like, oh, <laughs> yeah, a powerbomb where the person's gonna burp when they hit it because it's such a force. Like, <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley when he would do those types of powerbombs on Spike, where it just like every fucking thing yeah. is engaged. And <laughs> yeah. Off somewhere, I was gonna say backstage, but I looked like they were in a bowling alley. I don't think so, yeah. Stephanie McMahon looking at bridal gowns, and Tess won't help out, but he does it in a way that makes most men who would watch this go, Yeah, I could not contribute to the planning of our wedding and make it kind of cute and endearing. I love that, yeah. Stephanie's looking at the bridal gowns, and Tess is just looking at the TV, and she's like, Andrew, you're not paying attention. He's like, Baby, I just want to watch the game. And like, they, they may as well put their <laughs> arm around each other and look into the camera, like starring Tess and Stephanie McMahon. Like, <laughs> Getting married's easy. It's it's a proper, like, too many cooks kind of little camera shot. It's very sweet. Like. It is sweet, but it's like, you know, fucking a mate of ours got fucking married recently, mm. and it was so fucking stressful for them. <laughs> and, like, they literally did the small wedding, and it was still so stressful. The months leading up to it, stress, stress, stress. Mm. And even on the fucking day, it's like, hey, you enjoying a special day? And like, oh fucking hell like someone's complaining to me that they haven't got enough to eat oh no and someone's complaining to me that it's too hot oh. or, like, and I'm the fucking you know the bride and the groom to the bride. on the day and they're like I just I can't wait to go home for a fucking light out so like the idea now of like 
I'm kind of like, all right, you know, marriage is, is fucking serious shit. There's so much to organize. Yeah, you got to take a year off. Oh, like. baby, I just want to play Gran Turismo. Fuck off, Tess. <laughs> no wonder she fucking left you for Triple H. <laughs> he at least got her hummus and flowers. <laughs> Lazy motherfucker. <laughs> Bradshaw and Kane beating the absolute bollocks out of each other. Yes, please. Oh, yes, please. And Jerry brings up once again Xbox enlarged heart. Oh. He says he won't be able to get health insurance. Do you know that? If you got predisposed medical condition, you can't get health insurance. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really serious point. And you know what's really funny about that Michael Cole is that he's an independent contractor, obviously. So he should have his own health insurance, but he won't. Somewhere Sex Ferguson is backstage. I told you we should have fucking unionized. <laughs> Jesse was right. <laughs> I shudder to think what the next three Smackdown crawls are going to feature. Can you imagine? Oh, okay. man. It's going to be non-stop Cindy Margolis and Jeff Jarrett every week. But... Although, I mean, this is the last one with Jarrett and Russo, so next week it'll be interesting to see. Like... That's true. That is very true. Make a particular <laughs> notice next week to see how Jarrett's booked by comparison. Jarrett comes out in like a diaper. Baby one is bottle. <laughs> 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 oh no, I shit my pants. Like. <laughs> Austin comes and gives him a stunner. Like. <laughs> kill him. <laughs> Fucking kill him. <laughs> double G, double O, double N. <laughs> oh god, poor Jerry. <laughs> Deborah, Moolah, and all the women come out. I did like that. Like, as much as I hated every one of these segments with Jeff, seeing all the women that he's abused in the last few weeks all lining up on the ramp together, and, like, they're all stood there like, you motherfucker, like, we're going to get you. That was a cool image, but, you know, it's not going to lead to anything decent. Like. No, I mean, and as well, it very much, again, establishes these very big lines are, here are the women, and here's China, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. the women get uh, your little moment... Yeah, because China you, will get hers. Did you notice? Because like they all line up together, and I thought this would be cool if they all just fucking swamp on him and like fucking beat, the, like clobber the Kill fuck him. Yeah, out yeah. of him. But they just surround the ring, and then China comes out instead. Yeah, right? and yeah, it makes everyone else look kind of shitty. Double J makes so many vagina jokes here as well. He's like, "I'm gonna clean all your carpets. So carpet, you probably have lots of hair in your vagina." It's, Jeff, come on now, just. Settle down. Moo and May get killed immediately. Yeah. All the fucking women, all the athletic women surrounding the ring. Yeah. Let's send in the octogenarians to take some fucking bumps <laughs> off the fucking ring apron. Yeah. Fucking hell. So China comes and she kills Jeff Jarrett and all the women attack him. Didn't like that all the women were attacking him with household appliances. I know. It's a little fucking bit silly. Women clobbering him with rolling pins and like, fucking kettles or whatever. Like. And then a very strange exclamation point in this whole segment. Moo and May gash Jerry. I love that. Like, <laughs> while, while we're at it, let's get that other monster as like stake <laughs> through the heart. Like. <laughs> he, was, he was totally like... <laughs> All the, like you, you stab Jerry Lawler in the heart, and all the other misogynists die with him as well. Then like, <laughs> he's the head sexist. You have to get the head mis <laughs> <laughs> misogynist. <laughs> Say what you will about Jerry, but I like that Jerry was willing to play this up. Yeah, like big time. He was big, over the top, like. <laughs> I kind of just wish we got more of these. I yeah. honestly would be okay with like that's one of the main problems with Jerry is the fact that he does all this shit and like. 
he never really got any sort of comeuppance. No. Like, because he would say all this horrible shit, and then it'd be like, and then he gets to MC or referee the arm wrestling contest or the bikini contest, and yeah. all the women are like, oh, Jerry, <laughs> I love it. the terrible comments you make. Yeah. Whereas if we had a few moments of like the women be like, look, fuck you, you yeah, creep, just and beat him up. Because Jerry's clearly game for, yeah. you know, he gets beaten He'll up by that. two old women. Yeah. He totally would have like, been willing to get kicked in the balls by Terry or whoever. Absolutely. You know, but they never booked that shit, I guess. Not enough. Mick challenges Bubba Ray Dudley. Mick versus Bubba Ray Dudley in a jacket match? Question mark? It's not even a match to start off with. Like, it he, isn't a match. He comes out and he says, I want that jacket. Bubba comes out and the bell rings. <laughs> like, so the fucking... bell did ring. It is a match now. It is yeah, a match. It becomes a match. Because the reason why I was like, okay, it's a match because Val Venus came out to be on commentary and you can only be on commentary if it if is it's a, match. a match. You can't commentate over a promo. I like... don't know that. <laughs> you imagine <laughs> someone comes out to do a promo and his opponent just sits on commentary Listen, oh, no. talks over it. I don't agree with that, Michael. <laughs> fucking lot of bollocks. I would love Shit that. Shit, mate. Shit. Like... Boo. <laughs> Yeah. And the Rock's gonna win though. Doing the championship. Yeah. Sure. sure thing, mate. Like. Very obvious that we've not got Russo anymore. At least there is a change because we have this like Cole running down the card here. Yeah, that's true. Which was very, very strange because he's in full on pitchman mode. Great show we got here for you tonight. We'll get an update on Stephanie McMahon. And he's all happy. He's like, Stephanie McMahon on a stretcher. On a stretcher. We've got a great show here tonight, folks. <laughs> we get a rundown of maybe... And I know we've we've talked at length about all the weird shot after shot after shot on SmackDown. But this has got to be up there. We get a shot saying there's going to be a mud fight coming up. We see a ring filled with mud. Yeah, we yeah. get a shot showing Rock versus Val. We get a shot that appears to be Stone Cold versus Triple H, like the match card. And there's a big old crosshair over Triple H. And it says, tonight, Stone Cold hunts Triple H. Oh, it's hunting the hunter. Hunting the hunter. Hurst Helmsley, that is. And later on, The Undertaker will be eviscerating CM Punk <laughs> as well. Tonight, there will be an assassination. <laughs> we cut to a room. Warning! Poisonous snakes. And there isn't a even the meagerest attempt to explain. I you would say, there isn't a dry eye in the, <laughs> the house. There's literally just Cole goes, "Oh, there appears to be a room full of poisonous snakes in the arena." Cut to commercial. <laughs> Not even gonna try and be like, "I wonder why," or like, "I wonder why we sent a cameraman to the room of poisonous snakes." Well, you know, it's you, know, you got the Continental Airlines Arena, the Pepsi Arena, the Dunkin' Donuts Arena, the Poisonous Snakes Arena. <laughs> you say what you will, corporate America is just gonna brand these things out of it. It's the way it goes. I immediately, when I saw that, was like, "Oh, this is Triple H, Man Without a Face." Snake of you, yeah. Oh, if only it was. No, what no. we get later on is. Not that. Let's put it that way. Fucking hell. Very, very, very denim Mark Henry. He's in sex therapy. I'm sure this is going to be tasteful. Remember last week, Adam, he was all covered in tears. That really earnest promo, yeah. A poor Silsby boy done proud. Daughter got to watch him. Daddy's coming home. I hope his daughter didn't watch this. Fucking hell. I hope none of his nieces and nephews watch this. Jesus Jeez. Christ. So he immediately touches his therapist. Yep. He just literally goes over, hey, baby. Like, yeah. 
No, nope. oh, he's got a sex addiction, so therefore he's going to touch everyone. That's funny. <laughs> Come on, Adam. How can you have a sex addiction? You can't be addicted to something as great as sex, mate. <laughs> I mean, what's next? An addiction to alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> as if. So, uh, <sighs> when did Mark Henry lose his virginity? Did you pick up this nugget? Age nine, was it? Eight. Oh, sorry. The nine would have been okay, but <laughs> eight, bloody hell. Eight years old. Yep. Which Who with? Uh, his sister. Now, immediately, oh, this is going to be a mix-up. Like, oh, I thought you said sacks. Like, me and my sister did a sack race or something. Like, <laughs> No, he says, I had sex with my sister. The therapist, a professional sex therapist. Dr. Andrea Early. Is like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? That's <laughs> fucked up, mate. That's being, you fucked up. And then, again, I felt sure this would be in, a, in an innuendo or a mishap. When was the last time you had sex with your sister? Oh, the day before yesterday. End scene. Uh, the thing, what? The one thing they were missing was the therapist going... <laughs> <laughs> doing a spit take, Mac. So, yeah, Mark Henry lost his virginity when he was a child and is apparently fucking Jamie Lannister-like. Seriously. No shame. I mean, the therapist is ashamed. Like, you can tell she does not want to be dealing with actual problems like this. And I'm just confused because I really felt sure. Attitude era, sexual innuendo, being a bit edgy. I felt sure there was meant to be a punchline here. But it was ju- the punchline was, he slept with his sister two days ago. PG. Action adventure. I, I'm honestly without words. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> even by like the shit we normally complain about. This is gobsmacking. I like, I no memory of this. Oh, and I wouldn't mind as well. It's not as if like it's kind of like oh, what's going to happen here? It's like here's Mark Henry in sex therapy. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, he's sick. Yeah. And that's it. That's we, it. Not reference. Don't return to that later. Again, I still thought, well, they'll cut back to it and we'll find out that they're actually talking about. But no, that's it. Oh. British Bulldog with his Attitude Era t shirt. Oh, he's literally got the Attitude top on him. Fucking jobber. They like. didn't even bother to make any t shirts for him whatsoever. <laughs> And he was bad. He's sitting there with the much taller Terry Taylor. Like. Yeah. And he says that he doesn't care about Stephanie's well-being. I don't care about Stephanie. I don't care. I don't care about her. She should have not been in there. And I'm, I'm sorry that she got hurt and all, but I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. There is one thing he cares about, though. His title, his title shot. shot yeah, he yeah. really, really wants that title shot. <laughs> My favourite line from here is, I don't care if Rock leaves or Daz or Stephanie. <laughs> fucking hell so, well you should because if she dies I'm pretty sure you'll be doing time mate because you fucking threw a bin at her back in the day like when WCW was still there the confidence on these wrestlers <laughs> like, I'll just go to WCW <laughs> and I'll kill the boss's daughter whatever man <laughs> another gratuitous shot of the room full of poisonous snacks immediately disappointing because when they have a room they have a door that just says on it warning poisonous snakes you immediately think you open the door. Snakes everywhere. Ah! What it is, is like eight tanks, like vivariums that have snakes in them. Why? 
just sit there there. Is the Animal Man like doing the tour of New York at the time? You remember the Animal Man from primary school? You come in all these snakes, like he wants to impress the WWF locker room. Like, hey, I'm the Animal Man. I'm not allowed working zoos anymore. <laughs> but I nicked all these animals on my way out. <laughs> I'm not allowed working zoos yet. Perplexingly, I'm allowed to work with children. What's that all about? Like, I thought it was quite funny because uh, it got to the room of poisonous snakes so many times. I just wrote my own head cannon that it's a room full of poisonous snacks. <laughs> because like I was like is it Triple H has got a room full of poisonous snakes and he's there to get Steve Austin or is it Austin with a room full of poisonous snacks and Triple H is like walking by like whoa look at all them vivariums full of hummus <laughs> and then he, he's like you Austin comes in he's like you just couldn't help yourself could you <laughs> Triple H your hummus all around his mouth like what <laughs> the purple wedding <laughs> <laughs> backstage Val Venus has a good old laugh. Uh, you see him stood in front of the mirror, like all greased up and topless, and he's got <laughs> his tight jeans on. And then you like see him very slowly start to unbutton his jeans, and Cole and Jerry are both like, "No, no, no, no!" And he just unrolls <laughs> out Mr. Rocco, but he does it in such a way that it's like really, <laughs> Ooh, it's really he's kind of changed his fucking tune. It's scary almost. Like, but like last week, he was like, "Whoa, no," because he's like, you know. You're basically... Stuffing. You're stuffing. Yeah. Which, if you've seen, uh, you know, Spinal Tap or whatever, you know, that's nothing which anyone is like, yeah, goddamn right, I'm stuffing my junk. No. It's like, yeah, my penis is small, so I have to put a sock down there. I think it's gone from being about stuffing to the fact that he, like... Because he undoes his fly and he just uncoils the sock and he's, like, stroking it. Oh, no, he doesn't uncoil it. He unfurls it. He unfurls the big floppy sock. (laughs) And he's like, I think it's more of a power thing now. Like, he likes having The Rock's image down there. It's sort of like some sort of dominance over him. so fucked up. This is such a sex-heavy episode of TV. I was pretty much expecting him, the way he was going on, just to take his dick and go, Yeah. Backstage, Michael Hayes catches up with Shane McMahon. There's a couple of clangers which uh, Vince Russo left him with. One of them was Mick Foley proposing to The Rock on Raw. Oh, God. The other one is amnesia, man. You don't even recognise me, dude. I'm definitely not planning the wedding now. I love that. There's the sulky teenager test. Like, you don't recognise me. You have to go and get a new girlfriend. (laughs) I love the test. Like, your wife or your your fiancé has lost her memory and it's like, it's inconvenience. You're sorry, test. (laughs) Oh, poor test. It's an awful hard on test. Yeah. it's awful because Stephanie doesn't even remember, so it doesn't matter. It's easy for her. Oh, wouldn't it be nice? Isn't it well for some? <laughs> losing our memories after to deal with all of the aftermath. <laughs> I love the lack of tact on Michael Hayes' part as well. Like, Shane, clearly stressed out with his sister being in critical condition. <laughs> yeah, they're backstage, which they go, we're in a Connecticut medical centre, are you? Sure you are, mate, yeah. A lot of uh, gaffer tape and uh, fucking... Poisonous snakes. <laughs> 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 but he walks up to Shane, he's like, Shane, have you heard some of the comments that Bulldog said about your sister. <laughs> and Shane just looks at him like fucking glowers and walks off. This is great. Like they've done the ultimate we're gonna see it where it goes, basically. Like we haven't yes. decided yet if we're gonna get rid of this storyline. It's like, well, she could get better, or she might have lost her memory forever. We haven't made our mind up yet. Give us the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to Vince's we're gonna sit around the pool and clang this out and figure it out. Then we'll tell you. <laughs> Mankind versus the last hot dog in the jar. 
that you keep meaning to eat, but you don't want to have just one. Oh, and eventually it goes all wrinkly and tired yeah, you, over you time. Yeah, you kind of go, oh, it's in the water, so it's okay. And then you kind of like, you ever done that where there's one left and the top starts to go wrinkly, so you, you turn it? Like, yeah, just keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> keep it immersed, like, you know. We've both had a lot of Frankfurters in our time. We clearly. have, like, you know. We don't work in no cans. We're jars. Yeah, jar man all the way. Straight I want to see man. them sausages. <laughs> Bulldog gently works over. Sorry. <laughs> one of the worst out of context things I want to see them sausages it's great like because uh, I want to listen to something to wrestle with like and every five seconds like as soon as they say something like oh that's, that's a bit of a funny joke let's make a t-shirt out of that so like Adam Bibler go I want to see them sausages like your really aggressive finger boy like, let me tell you I want to see them some sort of weird game show like take me out no I want to see them sausages bring them in ladies and gentlemen Paddy McGuinness is back with I want to see them sausages <laughs> Up next, Austin strikes. Ha ha! Stone Cold strikes. Do do do. Fucking hell! Y'all ain't been eating your shreddies, huh? Oh! <laughs> everybody knows if you don't eat your shreddies, y'all get hunger striking at eleven o'clock in the morning. That's why everybody knows. Shreddies are the best goddamn cereal. That's why I subscribed to Shreddies Box. They sent me a box of Shreddies <laughs> in the mail every month. Rock brawling outside, heads over on commentary, and uh, not the greatest use of wordplay here. He tried. Alright, this is literally like, hey Adam, wanna play Coffee Tendo? <laughs> How about the big Valboski meets Mr. Tableo? Well, I don't think it'd be great if Mr. Valbowski made Mr. Tableo. Val, what do you think about meeting Mr. Tableo? I was hoping Jerry would have a little table puppet. Like, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> and The Rock, with his really like, he's like, oh, that of a witty comeback now. Some bitch. <laughs> yeah, great. Spine Grunter by Val Venus back in the ring. Mm. And uh, Jerry Lawler comes up with a great little quip here. And he's very happy with himself. If The Rock's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, if Alvinus is the most electrifying man uh, <laughs> Have you noticed on Smackdown Crawl our impressions of Jerry are getting particularly <laughs> wild now? Like, <laughs> we, it's almost like Billy needs to rein us in or something. I <laughs> think uh, I can't stop thinking of. There's a lad... Um, he sent me a picture. He posted on the community page uh, on Patreon. It's, you know, when uh, when Homer's like, you have to kill the head vampire. Yeah. And so he put on Jerry Lawler's head on it floating going, you have to kill the head. <laughs> Twice a day, I think about that. <laughs> I always think of you going, what happened to Peppers and Pants? <laughs> Oh, Jerry. It's got to the point where whenever I think of something Jerry said, I only hear it in your impression of Jerry now. Because it's just better, right? Smackdown Crawl. Smackdown Crawl, episode number eight. Goodness knows, we're almost into double digits, Adam. Getting there already. Smackdown, the 14th of October, 1999. I'm cowboy crawler Kevin Mann, joined by my fellow nightcrawler in this endeavour, uh, Adam Pivolo. What's this about nightcrawlers? I don't know, nightcrawlers, you know, so we could be like Smackdown Crawl, you and I, we're the nightcrawlers. Fucking you know? <laughs> It was either that or the creepy crawlies, and I didn't think... I the prefer that. Creepy we're, crawlies? Because we're quite a gruesome twosome, I think, you and I. Like, the creepy crawlies, the that's creepy great. The creepy crawlies. 
So here we are, SmackDown, blistering along with no more Vince Russo. No, he's gone. Yeah. Really noticed it this week. Yeah, this was mm-hmm. a notable shift. Last week was very much the loud noises, the gears were going... Yeah, yeah. And this is us smoothly into third gear. That's right, we're driving down to the shops. It's, uh, it's petering along nicely. One thing I do want to point out at the start, because we asked people, and people told us quite quickly here on the old uh, community page and in the comments. Remember we were wondering what happened last week with Big Show and Oh, the, Boss the heat Man, match, yeah. And why it was all... It turns out our powers investigation were totally right. It was not actually taped for SmackDown. Right. It was one of those kind of, aha, we're geniuses. Oh, no, we feel terrible immediately. We realised that it was... Oh, the second you said yeah. that, it's relating to draws, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Into draws, so that was the, the match. To draws. I always thought and then heard that it was a match that was like taped prior to the, like it was a dark match. Yeah. I didn't realize it was in the middle of the broadcast. Yeah. Shocking, like so. Well, it would have been taped at least, I suppose. So yeah. it probably never saw the light of day. But even so, in the middle of a SmackDown taping, for that to have happened is there. There is like urban legends that they have like a few because they have tapes of everything. They have like a few like tapes that are like do not ever this, like this show. The Owen tape and that's the draws one tape. and owns yeah. the other one. Oh Jesus! Horrible. Creepy crawly indeed. What a fucking horrid <laughs> way. Boo! You're to this most horrible, terrible, yeah. monstrous podcast there is. The snakes being murdered, the sex addiction. <laughs> We've got it all. <laughs> Guys having sex with their own sister. Oh, even. Yeah. So, No Mercy is this Sunday, and if you're being like me to try and keep on top of things and make sure you don't accidentally repeat yourself, go and have a listen to the old No Mercy episode and see what's uh, you know, being preempted here. The New Age Outlaws come out with two different t-shirts. Mm. Both designs suck, though. Yeah. Road Dog has got a little bit of a scraggly voice. Yeah, can't quite hit the notes. He's got weed throat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an old frog. So, Billy Gunn has a little laugh. Yeah. I think Billy Gunn just finds the concept of promos hilarious. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> like, it's those awkward nerves bubbling to the surface. Give him a microphone. What, this thing? <laughs> 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 Look at it. It makes my voice all loud. <laughs> so, he has a laugh and he says, This Sunday, we're facing the big shots. The hardcore hollies. Oh, Buddy, fucking buried, mate. I wonder who's going to win on Sunday. Right, Crash is his own man. Yeah. You're facing hardcore and Crash Holly. I don't know. You say Crash is his own man. He's been wearing Bob's trunks for long enough now. They may as well be the hardcore Hollies. Do you think the UH Outlaws are so high right now that they think that they're legitimately facing hardcore Holly and hardcore Holly? (laughs) We fucking two of them and shit. I don't know. (laughs) We modded the game's files so we can fight two (laughs) hardcore Hollies. The big shots. I like the way the word the big shot phrase is just lingering around like a bad like, fart. Like it means anything. <laughs> Please, can you say big shot to that in your promo? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, God. So they're meant to issue their open challenge for tonight. Interesting way to start the show, yeah. Interesting, considering that they also are having a tag team championship match later on. Don't worry about that. That's fine. Oh, and what is the Hollies are facing them on Sunday? Where, where's their where did the Hollies socks yeah, fit into so if, if the New Age Outlaws lose the belts, the Hollies are just sent home. Like. You know what? Fuck people for saying that only Vince Russo does this shit. Because yeah. he's gone and that's a classic Still Russo. Yeah. yeah, fucking hell. So they're about to issue the open challenge. But then, oh no, who do we get out of? Snake face. It's an old, sad snake man, Hunter yeah. Hearst Helmsley. And the commentary team continuing their string of tasteful comments. Yuck! Ew. <laughs> he literally said yuck. <laughs> yuck. 
he comes out with no music, right? You just like you just see him walking down the ramp in just a t-shirt and jeans, like <laughs> and straight away the second you see him coming out, like the the tone just drops. Oh altogether. yeah. Oh man, this is a dark episode of SmackDown. To get a little bit like subreddit Breaking Bad here, but to go into the color theory of it here, oh. do you notice that Triple H was wearing all baby blue? Yeah, yeah, to signify that no, he's been he's a good guy, he's been an honest person yeah, here. He's pure. See, me and Honky Tonk Man, we'd be on that subreddit. Baby blue, <laughs> gonna get bit in the face by a snake. <laughs> he acts like he's gonna die, basically. He, he just you see him have a word at the outlaws. And then they're sort of like, you know, normally someone interrupts the promo, no matter who it is, you're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? But you see Triple H whisper in their ear and they're like, oh shit, yeah, all right, mate. And they just they just leave. Oh, look serious. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got a bit of a gammy eye, <laughs> so I, don't, I just don't want to be anywhere near you right now, so we're going to shoot off, mate. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, but uh, this is probably the last time you guys will ever see me. Fucking hell! Well, it's not just that he says that, but he says it over and over again for like six, seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, they really like, put this over. They milk this. And when it's Mark Henry in a big salmon blazer doing a proper retirement speech, it's one thing. When it's a man with clearly a fake <laughs> prosthetic on his face being like, oh, I guess like, I guess my career's over. Like, <laughs> a poor Greenwich, Connecticut boy, Dylan Press. <laughs> honestly, he's like, get on with it. Like, but it's funny, as soon as like I was kind of like, oh, this is pretty good. And then they did this crash zoom in. It's like, look at how bad the prosthetic <laughs> You can see it peeling. <laughs> like the cameraman like suspects Triple H. Hang on. <laughs> you see a hand come over and what? That's not real. Look <laughs> at this. He implies he's all let down that like wrestling has gotten so like out of control and crazy like that you know it would get to this point now I mean it was all fun and games when we were just murdering snakes with sledgehammers like why can't it be back like in the golden era of just killing snakes yeah killing snakes good old (laughs) days bad old days the all or nothing days just get a good gate fill up a small arena (laughs) kill some snakes like call it a day Harley Race he would he would just beat a snake into fucking into a bloody pulp in his bare hands it was great like so he's basically implying that because on Monday on Raw, what happened was that Austin locked him in a room with Snake. Yep. And he's basically calling foul, kind of going, I was just kidding around killing some snakes. You took it too far when you locked me in a room where I was at a distinct disadvantage against a similar snake. And it was the wife of the snake that Triple H killed the week before. Like. <laughs> so he blames the fans. He says they are sick fans. And he even at one point to put over how sad he is, you know, is he took out a little paper napkin. Yeah, he did a little Tully Blanchard. <laughs> like, it was so nice. Classy, classy promo technique. You know you're into deep E podcast territory <laughs> when you're watching like a man dab himself with a napkin going, oh, Tully Blanchard. <laughs> it's just, it's a shame. It felt like everything about this, like earnest like attempts to do this type of a promo was undermined by the fact that he had a big silly face on Yes, him. definitely. If they'd have gone a more realistic route the where it was injury, like a knee injury yeah. or something debilitating like that, not, I've been bit in the face and now I'm so irked that I'm going to leave. Like, you know, it doesn't quite mesh. It could have been like that there was a poison and he was poisoned. <laughs> He's dying. <laughs> <laughs> I've not got long left. <laughs> Damn you, where's the antidote? <laughs> and that's not like... You want your antidote? You throw it off a bridge. <laughs> you piece of trash. <laughs> he pours the antidote all over himself. Like, the end of a mouth. <laughs> very, very, very denim Michael Hayes. Mm. He's with Test. 
a very well-conditioned test. Did you see that hair? Immaculate. It was almost levitating. It was so clean. <laughs> it was almost like a gas. It was, so, <laughs> it was so light and hairy. I wrote down here, two lions having a chat. <laughs> Chad Kroger and the Cowardly Lion having a chat. I also wrote down, adult Simba and Cloud Mufasa having a chat. Cloud Mufasa. <laughs> well, I mean, see, if you went over to Michael Hayes, he would... <laughs> when you really blow away <laughs> all his feathers and bright hats all just away to nothing uh, I hate Michael Hayes uh, so much if I could blow him away I would Jesus Christ what is it about this fucking podcast it's it's Smackdown it's Smackdown is just so wild it always puts us in this fucking weird hell. giddy mood he's chatting with him basically about the incident with Stephanie and Bulldog and he's full of piss and vinegar here I will never forgive the British Bulldog alluding to a program that even the WWF realised was going to be shite no one wanted that <laughs> that doesn't go nope no yeah, you know what? You will forgive and forget. <laughs> See you at WWF New York, Ted. <laughs> you know, once I forgave the British Bulldog and concentrated on the great value and range of flavours here, <laughs> great meals at WWF New York, how can I say mad at the British Bulldog with this meatball soap? Ugh. <laughs> The short-term pairing explodes here on SmackDown. I was a bit excited for this because I was really hoping it would be an opportunity to see Curtis Hughes get positively Mark Miroed. Like, yeah, I wanted totally to see him destroyed. take all the finishes. I was hoping that Fink would tombstone him or something. <laughs> like, I wanted to see him get mercilessly buried. <laughs> I was really excited about this because I was like, Oh, I wonder what Curtis Hughes' entrance music was. I was so <laughs> jazzed up. It's a weird thing, you know, like I've mentioned before, there's loads of little weird things that make me like excited or I'm like into in wrestling. One of the things I'm massively into is oh, what's his entrance music going to be? Yeah. Like a weird scenario where someone is brought out who's until very recently come out with someone else's music, but their pairing is broken up. Yeah. Oh, I live for those moments. Well, I remember when, like, yeah, when the shield broke up, it was like, oh, oh, but wait a minute. Hang on. Hello, everyone's going to get new music. Oh, man, that was, those were, it, nothing's come close to that in recent times. Curtis Hughes' music did not disappoint. <laughs> it literally is a Streets of Rage song. Like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so yeah Curtis Hughes comes out fucking so rubbish oh man it never goes away and it never gets any better he looks as terrible every time we see him so the thing barely starts off and who comes out fucking Howard Finkel <laughs> The Y2 Fink connection has been reunited. Fink is back. Adam, this angle is literally kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 2 and 99, 100. He kicked out! He kicked out! He kicked out! Oh my God! So close! <laughs> I get the feeling that we're never going to be rid of this angle. No! Like, years from now, when me and you are finally doing like 2001 Smackdowns, and there's Jericho pissing in Regal's tea, you're going to see Fink behind him holding a towel like, oh, oh great job there, Chris. Going, like... So, it's a very interesting scenario that we have here. I kind of likened it to uh, WrestleMania 17, the main event, you know, with Vince McMahon coming out. I was like, what, what is he doing out here? He's not doing it. He has a history with one of these individuals. And, of course, he passes in the chair to Chris Jericho. And uh, Chris Jericho lays waste to Curtis Hughes with that Howard Finkel endorsed <laughs> steel chair. You might as well urinate on Curtis Hughes. <laughs> so Jericho just beats him up with a chair and wins. Yep. 
And then immediately, because it was like, wow, why is Fink trusting Jericho again? Like, has he already forgotten how nasty he was? Immediately, Jericho dumps him straight away. And doesn't just dump him. He says that Curtis Hughes, even though he is a bona fide loser, he's going to receive a prize befitting such a bona fide loser as him. And that prize is a bona fide loser named Howard Finkel. And it's just so callous and immediate. Like, it couldn't be any more barefaced when you're using someone. I love how just fucking dialed up to 20 Jericho is. Yeah. Because like, the second that he wins, like, he's immediately, not only does he say, yeah, I've beaten you, he's like, I've beaten you fairly and squarely, <laughs> I might add. He calls him Baby Husey. Baby Husey. He, he fairly and squarely destroyed him. <laughs> so, yeah, he's basically doing the Luke Skywalker trade-off. I give you a gift for these two droids, Howard Finkel, yeah. like... Passing him off, I thought it was so funny. It was funny until he said, like, and I know how you've been looking at each other in the locker room. That was weird. And then yeah. Cole and King are like, <coughs> Oh, I think Hughes is really happy that... Imagine being gay! Yeah. <coughs> and then what's worse is Fink is like, What's going on? And Hughes is stood there like, Yeah! <laughs> Howard Finkel, eh? A little too delighted. Yeah, I got myself a little buddy. A little bit oddly pleased, like. Yeah, but like, you shouldn't be that happy that someone's just cheated to beat you, called you a bona fide loser, and then gave you some little guy. And he's just stood there like, oh great, someone's giving me a Furby. Like, I'm having a whale of a time. A couple of yeah, it's really upsetting. <laughs> this was like just setting up, as far as I remember, Curtis Hughes and Fink, like, Fink being sold in a card game to the Acolytes. Have we talked about that before? Oh, no. So it was just like, hey, let's get a couple of losers for some comedy segments. I think, mm. you know, Curtis Hughes is basically out the door here, more or less. Oh, no. I was really excited to see what the future had in store for Curtis Hughes. Backstage segments being further demoralised. Oh. It's like him and the Howard Finkel walking off. The Tom and Jerry music was playing in my head. Your friends <laughs> the end. Ain't you my friend. <laughs> Jerry Lawler is beside himself. Yeah. He had a lisp! Yes, he did. And Cole, who, you know, nice and smooth in there like butter. So does Bubba. And the Dudley Boys. <laughs> Bubba and the Dudley Boys. Yeah. It's a great name for a kid's book. <laughs> like, Michael Cole, like, is he commentating just as he's woken up? Like, wake up, Michael. Bubba and the Dudley Boys. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Val Venus taking on, and he's billed as such, Dude Love. Yeah, it's Dude Love, all right. Stevie Richards, he's yeah. got that gimmick going from. We got a very unsexy promo from Val Venus. But it's really good again. It's the intensity. Considering he's talking about a fucking sock puppet, he's doing a big fucking fiery promo. Again, <laughs> I'm guessing this is his new phrase now about being the fastest up and comer. Like, I yeah. love it. I really love it. Great stuff. You can be serious and sexy at the same time. Hey, I'm all for it, man. And he says, <laughs> since it's been in my possession, this sock has been places the rock can only dream of. Where? That, to me, implies that he has been using the sock as a prophylactic and 
Putting it places where socks ought not go. That's just there's wrong on so many levels. The implication. Once again, it's more, more creeps to the theory of like uh, Val Venus had never actually had any sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's talking a big game. You know, the like condoms, they feel so cottony. You grab her boob, it just feels like a bag full of sand. You know? <laughs> I'm telling you, Val Venus is just a 40 year old virgin. It's such a weird angle. Really weird. But I, he's, 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 his intensity is wasted on this angle. Like, if he had something better to be talking about, about yeah grand like the delivery is so good but when the lines are Rocco belongs to me wasted yeah you know save it for something that matters British Bulldog comes out for a promo a cut don't and what cur about anybody He's fucking rubbish. He can't care about anyone. I help. He's got a condition. What's wrong? I can't curl. <laughs> and did you know it's when you stopped being able to curl? It was after I got rock bottomed in the dog poop. Oh, no. I know. I thought that was on a Smackdown. I thought we were going to get to that. Oh, dear God. He's probably the fact that he's drenched, right? That's what I was thinking. He's really wet here. Mm. It's probably from all the showers he's taken from being bottomed <laughs> in the dog poop. Like, oh, jeez. Right, whatever about Val, they made their mind up on Monday what they think of the bulldog. <laughs> the dog poop! The dog poop! The rock bottom in the dog poop! The dog poop! <laughs> I like to go with the rock and he says, after you slam me in a big smelly pile of dog crap. <laughs> Or you hoping you go, after you slam me in a big smelly pile of dog poop, dog poop, dog poop, while I'm in the dog poop, I don't care. <laughs> I like that, you know, he's all drenched here, you know, because he's like, he has, I'm still not clean, you know, it's to keep having all these showers. I just kind of went on a tangent in my mind that he's going to become like, you know, Frank and Sonny, you know, when he gets all the antibacterial gel, he covers it himself. <laughs> I just want to be purr. <laughs> 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 Bulldog is so fucking rubbish here. Oh, bless man. him! Oh god, watching these Smackdowns did us no favors for him. It's actually it's gone the other way around now to the point where whenever Bulldog comes out, I do actually sit up and take notice because I'm starting to enjoy his appearances so much. Not in the right way. Yeah. Not like I'm meant to be, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, well, you want to see them sausages, and you got to see him again. Like there he is. If you want to see them sausages, don't forget. Hashtag want to see them sausages <laughs> at Biblops. He's literally run out of things to do. Yeah, he has. Relying on props now. It's got to that degree. This is Jeff Jarrett literally like the pen has run out. Mm. And we've licked it a few times. We've you know, shook it. We went up and down. And now we just resorted to kind of like carving it into the, the script, into the page yeah. of the pen just to get the last few semblances out. He just comes out, it's like, here are all the objects that women can use in a kitchen. Like this uh, toaster. Well, that's okay, kitty, because we're going to toast China when we beat her on Sunday. He's sweeping away the competition. And brooms, we'll use these to sweep her away. Egg timer. <laughs> her time's over. <laughs> and Deborah is. <laughs> They didn't do that one. That's mine. Mine, <laughs> mine was better than hers. <laughs> waffle iron. Well, I'm going to waffle her. Good on Sunday. Backstage. Austin with his beer. In a beer koozie. Old school. Napkin, that is. With JK Vin Kelly. Oh. 
That was so hard. Fuck. Well, you've done this to yourself, Kevin. When he showed up, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've run out. Every SmackDown now. Every SmackDown. He's been relegated to this. This is what he does now. Yeah. So Fuck you're, it. You're, you're going to have to go to the well one more time, Kevin. Can someone send me some, please? Don't fucking... Don't turn to them. Help me. No one help him. With my cap in hand. <laughs> you made your bed. I know, Adam. I'm too weak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him. I didn't know that snake would bat him. Can you imagine that trial? I don't know the snake would bat him after I locked him in the room with the poisonous snake. I had a snake handler, what the fuck? There was a bit that made me die laughing where he just goes, oh, I'm not surprised that the snake bit him. I'm more surprised the snake didn't die afterwards. Why, because he's not tasty or something? <laughs> Triple H is made of poison or something. Now, is, correct me if I'm wrong, he did say he'd take the belt here, right? Yeah, he's he's like, this isn't the way I wanted it to go, but damn, I'll take the belt. Cool, free belt. <laughs> I get a big check this way. Hey, Maybe boom. Triple H will die this time. <laughs> hey, I was going to kill the son bitch and the snake at first, whatever, man. Ain't no one getting my IPA antidote. Get a bit of GTV. Use some mm. more Russo stuff. Steph and Davey Boy have a seated meeting. And she goes, come on, Davey, sit down. No, it's David. I can't, I won't, and I don't want anyone to call me anything but David. Oh, you can't say a single thing to Bulldog without him having a big strop about it. Like, Why is he so offended he's by always everything? always so fucking miserable. Like, I, honestly, you were giving Manchurians a bad name, right? Yeah. Yes, it is very rainy here. Yes, you know, it can be quite great. The people are very cheery here. Yeah, they're we, not all as wet and miserable as Bulldog. No, right? you can call him Davy, whatever you like. If a barm, it'll be grand. Storms off. Yeah, so Steph doesn't blame him. She's like, I'm totally fine with it, okay? I know everyone's having a go at you right now, but it doesn't actually bother me. But I just think what would be for the best is if you went out there and made a public apology and immediately bothered no! Apologize! I would apologize! Fucking shot. Storms off straight away. <laughs> fucking asshole. Fucking, I just hate that they're giving this much hate to a guy who's so shit. Yeah. You know, so, like, you're the guy who fucked up the boss's daughter. Wiped her memory. How many guys... Imagine, like... This guy's ridiculous. Imagine Bob Holly in that spot. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah. Or, like, Bradshaw or someone yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a real brute. Or, like, Big Show, even. Just as oh, a, that would have been or good. Or Boss Man. Like, there's so many... So many people. Oh, it's such a great angle. Because there's so few characters as, like, as Babyface as Steph. Like, fucking it's hell. weird how they chose for the big person that hurts Steph to be Bulldog and Steph's love interest to be Test, mm. and for both of those guys to go absolutely nowhere as a result of this. Yeah, God, this, other people could have made that shit work. Yeah. Like. Godfather taking on Midian. Oh, why Midian? This is gonna suck. Yeah, it is. We all know what this is leading towards, of course. Uh, I thought it was here, but I guess not yet. This is a, a real weird fucking moment. This is... But yeah, this was the gross segment where Midian asked to get farm animals that he can fuck. And he said, he's like, he's so ashamed of what he's saying. He goes, <laughs> I don't do hoes. You got any farm animals? <laughs> and he goes, it doesn't matter, man, not alive. And he, he, he puts the microphone down because he's like, oh, f- there, I said it. <laughs> what he said was, it doesn't matter, man, don't get all worked up. It's not as if they're alive. Mm. Why would you ask the Godfather for that? Yeah. He's not a butcher. No. 
clearly you you've got your pimps mixed up here, mate. Mate, you want that? Go then Ryman's sons in the market on Sunday. Do you a good job? Yeah, no questions <laughs> asked. You don't go to the fucking Godfather. The man is peddling a different poison. Midian sounded confused and sad. Godfather is incensed. Like you're sick. I'm gonna kick your ass. It's brilliant. Jerry just starts making farm animal noises. Yep. Ah, moo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those like, and the cow goes. <laughs> so this made me explode because Vince says. Well, it's different for you. Mick challenged you to a match, and you accepted it. So, you know, that's how yours got booked. But no one's challenged Stone Cold to a match anyway. The second he says that, Val Venus's music hits. Wow. I was like, at first I was like, no fucking way. Oh, wait a minute. This is this Val Venus. This is the fastest up-and-coming Val Venus. Fucking A. Fuck yeah, man. I'm so excited for this. Because I'm telling you, like, my memory of these Smackdowns is very, very vague. Like, mm. it, I mean, it's very possible, like, there's one or two of these I've not seen because I don't recall Val Venus fucking coming out to cut an intense promo right into the eyes of Vince McMahon. About Steve Austin? Yeah. Wow. There was a little part of me that was worried. He was like, no one has challenged Steve Austin. Be, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I can't, don't, won't, shan't, and want challenge Stoke Steve Austin. <laughs> right, this is originally meant to be Tess versus the British Bulldog. Oh. But this got turned quickly into hashtag team test versus hashtag team bulldog. And who is team bulldog exactly, Kevin? It's the British bulldog and the mean street posse. Oh, yes. It's the merger from hell. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you got rock bombed into a big pile of dog crap. A big smelly pile of dog crap. This is literally like diving headfirst like, into a bigger vat of dog crap. And you have to be in a team with the dog crap as well now. Awful. When the British Bulldog brings out Pete Gass, Rodney, and Joey Abs, who are all wearing very, very white light colours, I just wrote a hot dog with three fluffy buns. <laughs> <laughs> Test cut such a horrible promo. It was so fucking bad. Uh... It was literally like, alright, let's not do this feud bad. No. Rodney forgets how to tag. It's really funny. He's like, he's so excited. Like, that's literally all it is. He just walks into the ring. He does. Like, he just yeah. comes in to do his move. Because Rodney knows how to do a moonsault now. Yeah. Because Rodney can do a fucking sick moonsault. And I've actually been listening a lot recently. Pete Gass has got his book out. He's been doing a lot of interviews around the stretch. It's really great to hear what a unique perspective and journey Pete Gass has been on. Yeah, like. I'll bet. But like the posse, like, you know, they were learning week to week. Mm. And at this point, they were, had just decided, right, we're not getting rid of them. You know, so let's learn to wrestle. I just love the idea of Roddy being like, he spent all week learning to do a moonsault and he just like runs in and does it. And does he's it like, on Smackdown. Oh yeah, and he tags that. <laughs> and Michael Cole is like, oh yeah, that's not how you tag. That's <laughs> <laughs> wrong. I tell you what I'm surprised about though is that the posse, like you say, limited wrestling experience, like learning it on the fly week to week, 
they're fucking carrying the bulldog. <laughs> like, do they're the, the ones doing all the work in this match. It doesn't make any sense. He's the sort of classically trained legend of wrestling. Like, I kind of said, like, let's put them together. The, surely the idea is the veteran bulldog will rub off on the... You'd think. Can you imagine the fucking icy cold I should be WWF champion Davy boy fucking sitting in the car with the three members of the oh, god! imagine that on ride along frostier than Ric Flair and Charlotte <laughs> should we uh, maybe put some music on Davy I don't care <laughs> just puts his own earphones in <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's what he listens to in his downtime six hour drive <laughs> <laughs> Davy can we can we not listen to your compilation of no, <laughs> no you'll listen I don't care I can't tell who looks worse out of those two. I don't know if like Bulldog looks worse for being with the posse or if the posse looks worse for being with the Bulldog. It's I that think bad it's now. bad with Bulldog because they, the posse had Terry and now they have Bulldog. Yeah. You know, they're just rotating through. I'm now these- putting on the Davy Boy Invitational Tournament. I don't care, but I'm going to give away 200 grand for anyone that can climb the ladder and get the dog crap. I don't care. <laughs> I just thought it would be like Davy Boy, Curtis Hughes and Howard Finkel are going to form like a super team. Oh now. my God. King of trios. <laughs> Backstage, a very, 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 very leather big show appears. <laughs> wow. And maybe it's because he's crying so much he wants to wear a material that kind of like the, the tears will roll off of. Bounce off of so you don't see him. But man, he is he is looking like he's heading to a certain type of convention. And, yeah. I, and I don't mean comic-like, you know. So on Monday, Bossman played a terrible April trick on him. <laughs> my daddy, my <laughs> daddy. <laughs> that stupid bastard. Bossman cut a pretty intense promo on Raw. He was behaving badly. This is... I love this, like, really, like, we're getting into the meat of it now. Why? It's great, because, like, we've done, we've hit all of these points before. We know about the daddy prank and all this stuff, but now we're really going into it with the magnifying glass, and we're like, what was Bossman up to here? Well, Bossman was up to things like cutting a promo where he's like, your daddy's ashamed of you, and he's going to be dead before you do anything good. Why don't you come out and try and win this hardcore bell so he ain't so fucking ashamed of you? <laughs> I didn't realise that Bossman was calling Big Show out and he was on his way to the ring when it happened. Like, Very rare does a man manage to be so evil and yet also a supreme act of cowardice at the same time. <laughs> you know what I love most about him as well is that he hired that fake cop to tell him, oh, your dad's dead. And they showed the recap of GTV where he's like, say it again, say what it is. He went, he went, why am I dead? Where am I dead? <laughs> like, Boss Man actually goes through, whoa, man, for some reason, that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, he can't. Like, he just is genuinely tickled by it. <laughs> like, he can't help himself. Like, he gives the guy, like, a tenor. He's like, oh, I needed that, man. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking hell. Big show, so he is backstage and he is incredibly pissed off about all of this. He's so angry that he forgot he didn't get he got changed into the wrong clothes, he got changed into the rocks clothes instead of his own. He's wearing a five hundred dollar shirt. He got changed into the wrong voice, mate. Did you hear him? He's so growl Well the boss man said that about my daddy dying last week. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's like, I don't know what's inside me. It's like some sort of alien symbiote is inside <laughs> you. Oh, Jesus, that's when Big Show came wearing all the black. Oh, the little vest and alien everything. symbiote from, uh, from Spider-Man 3. Oh, my God. Not from Spider-Man. No, no, no. From Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. specifically. Specifically Spider-Man 3. Big Show's just in the church, like, you know. There's one thing I want you to do. I want you to... Finish it. <laughs> Oh wait, that's Green Goblin. Sorry. <laughs> I want you to kill the boss man, and all the the black comes off the boss man and drips down and <laughs> combines with the Big Show, and now he's got this fire in him. You know, it's absolutely <laughs> fucking hell. Symbiote Big Show for fuck's sake. Next week on SmackDown, he's just going to go into a bar. Hit us! <laughs> <laughs> start playing like his theme song. Where is Big Show on the piano? Like, you know? <laughs> KC and the Sunshine Band. It's Kevin Kelly. Yeah, God I, fucking damn it. Uh, just, he's back on top form again, I yeah, Alex Thompson, who sent me a long list. Fuck off, Alex Thompson! <laughs> a long list! The newest member of the, the ranch. Ranch hand, cowpoke Alex Thompson. Vitamin K is another one. Is there any way I can send back his Patreon contributions? <laughs> I've literally got 10 now. Like, For so sake, Alex. Thank you, Alex, very much. So Casey and the Sunshine Band is with Al Snow. Kevin Kelly, for those of you wondering. Oh, yeah, that's right. Many more backstage segments I hope we have Mother in the future. <laughs> the Rock taking on Mankind. It's a random one to see, just fucking thrown in on a SmackDown. This whole episode, like, all the matches we get are just, like, sort of mad. Oh, all right, yeah, sure, fuck it, let's do it. Awesome. The people's ribs are all taped up because The Rock has been attacked with a sledgehammer. Mm. Rock cuts a weird promo here. Rock's gonna serve up some pie for mankind. Oh, man, what kind of pie? Not shepherd's pie. Oh, not shepherd's pie. Not apple pie. Ah, apples. And starts with a P. Pumpkin pie. Ah! Poontang pie! <laughs> Yahoo! Jerry is mark. It's like he's literally like vibrating in his chair, like, say it, Rock, say it! You do the hokey pokey and you <laughs> turn around! He's so fucking happy here. He's literally dancing in his seat. But he says he's not even going to serve up some poontang pie for mankind. What? No, 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 no. The Rock's got a special piece. And this is how long he takes to get around <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, no, he's no. got a special piece of pie for what mankind. Kind of pie? It's better than the shepherd's pie. What? It's better than the apple pie. <laughs> you may not believe it, but it's better than even poontang pie. What kind of pie? Is it, is it a woman? <laughs> it's the people's pie. What the fuck is that? And like after all that, you can tell the crowd, like, because the crowd when he says poontang pie, they're like, yeah, poontang pie. When he finally fucking says people's pie, they're like, oh. All right. What the fuck is poontang pie? Poontang pie is, all right. Like, it's not Conolingus. It's not. There is no fucking way, shape, or form that a late night crowd in every fucking backward city they're in are like, oh, God, yay, pleasuring a woman. Fuck off! No, 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 no. Eating the poontang pie would be cunnilingus, Kevin. Poontang pie on its own, I think, is just a straight-up euphemism for a vagina. And that's why King is like, Ah, I'm gonna go somewhere! So when Rock's like, you wanna eat some poontang pie? Ah, no way! Ah, yuck! Pee, 
you? <laughs> what are you gay? <laughs> well, what? Are you? I, I don't understand it because you get a steak and blowjobs type reaction. Time fry, and it's like way gonna go on a forum and find out the best way to do it. Like, and he's what? not not even making a euphemism. He just says the the sentence. Well, not even a sentence. The two words. Poon Tang Pie, and that is what everyone's like. Oh, ho, ho, ho. when I was a kid, I really thought I like, missed an episode of Raw. It's like you see Poon Tang Pie. It's like it breaks down the recipe. Like no, but, and that, then we had that weird T-shirt with the rock, the bull <laughs> devouring it. They're one of my favourite T-shirts. Whatever Poon Tang Pie is, don't do it like that. That's no wrong. I'm not going to be able to carry on now because I'm just thinking of that bull like with the trembling hands, like <laughs> sweating profusely. Yeah, hands so got a bit tired, like really yeah. gruesome. I really, as a kid, I thought it was like oh, snoochy boochy or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like it was a real Kevin Smith thing. Yeah. No, Poontang Pie. Fucking hell. People's Pie, what's that? Oh, I mean, fuck me, man. We've already had the people's testicles earlier tonight, and now this as well, like, not half an hour later. I, I know we love The Rock, and we're really, like, just enjoying this period of him, but he needs to fucking slow down with these gimmicks. It just when you said people's pie, it just felt like you know, kind of a, a horrible attempt to get Jeremy Corbyn to appear more like human. <laughs> to, there's not an eye in team, but there's an eye in pie, in people's pie, <laughs> socialists. I don't know. Pie for the people. <laughs> <laughs> you get a double arm DDT by Mick Foley. Jerry Lawler goes, "Oh, I think The Rock may have forgotten to bake that pie." What? What? What does that even? <laughs> Lads, we're lost at sea <laughs> in a dense fog of mixed metaphors. Why is, he, is he the one baking the pie now, then? You really fucking confuse children with this, right? We're all watching this. Adults at least kind of go, oh, just being silly. I thought this is what it was. Pie. Imagine hitting puberty thinking this is what the fuck it is. Pie? What the fuck? <laughs> you can bake the pie. I'm so confused. As a kid, I, did, I just realised that as a kid this age, I used to draw little pictures of pies all the time. I used to draw, I used to doodle non-stop as a kid. I would always draw pies. Like people's pies. Like it was a funny thing. Yeah. Because I was and taught you, you that. you didn't even understand why it was funny or for what reason you were doing this pie. Like. Maybe like teachers would be kind of like, oh God, this guy's a bit of a you know, enthusiast for cunnilingus. You know, <laughs> look at all those pies he's drawing like. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I'd never heard because I've only ever heard Moose music before the oh, yeah. which is one of the greatest fucking things so I've sassy ever. Maze oh, oh my god I had no idea May had such mad music like, it's a nightmare like it sounded like Cash in the Attic I thought <laughs> 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 oh Jesus Mark Henry's fifth sex therapy session this did make me laugh this finally starts to make a bit of sense now because it starts off on mark like tight shot of him explaining all the issues he's had the first woman i couldn't keep my hands off yeah. of her there was a guy that kept touching me there was an old woman as well they did at one point and he, he tried to touch her like he, no the way he says it, it was just like oh there's this woman uh, i couldn't help myself and there was a guy who was coming on to me then they put me with this old woman just uh, like, just like, uh, <laughs> why, why'd you do that? Like, 
And then as the camera zooms out, you see who he's talking to. And who is it? But in the biggest hat with a massive fucking feather, the Godfather sat there like, Ah, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, man. You're just a big hungry guy with a big appetite is all. I laughed my fucking head up. It Finally a punchline. a funny like, punchline. It actually, yeah, it really fucking got me. And the me. fact that the Godfather, he was sat down, it was a sex therapy session, and he was like listening and not Yeah, like, yeah, it was like a proper thing. Yeah, and he was like proper advice from a professional <laughs> big stupid outfit and he gives him the worst advice imaginable which is come and have a go on all my own <laughs> have as many prostitutes as you like you ain't got a problem oh. imagine having a sex addiction <laughs> wasn't worth it but that was still funny Godfather literally says fuck the haters have loads of hoes <laughs> This match is being brought to us by the new sponsor of WF Smackdown, Milk! <laughs> Drink it! It's good for you! Got vitamin K! <laughs> and vitamin A! <laughs> I would like a got milk ad, just Jerry Lotto going, AHHHHH! <laughs> milk all around the top. Coming up next, for the Hardcore Championship, I'm just assuming all these matches with champions are for the belts. Fuck it, why not? Bossman versus The Big Show. The Shield's daddy boss man comes down through the crowd. I like that. With the fake cop. He's his buddy. Yeah, they're actually just mates now. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. But I love that he comes through the crowd because, like, oh, the boss man, he's too afraid to be in the backstage area. So yeah. he's just been sitting up in the crowd all night like Waiting. a creep. Boss man is delighted and he still finds this thing funny. Cracking up at it. It's like Mr. Burns when he's like, you know, oh yes, the crippled Irishman. <laughs> what was I laughing at again? Oh yeah, that guy's dad being dead. <laughs> I don't know why, man, that is funny. There's something wrong with me, man, but that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> the funny of boss man therapy sessions yeah. and it's like do you think like you're a bit you know dark or twisted he's like no that's funny he beats him up got a like, good sense of humour I need to go and kill a dog to calm down <laughs> yeah he goes to him oh it's great you know he was hurting inside tell it again like so we're established now not only does he find it funny he finds the reason it's funny is because Big Show was in emotional pain and the the, the, the cop is just kind of like yeah I mean you're paying me man yeah wow my daddy ah, I like that fat crying bastard <laughs> that's funny to me and the guy's like yeah give me a hundred dollars wow he said wow my daddy oh god no Godfather versus Viscera this yeah. is gonna suck. Got the big, massive Godfather promo at the start. He goes on. And then he says, Roll up a fatty for this pimp daddy. Light up that hydro and say... Now, what is... A- <laughs> I like to think that me and you are pretty clued up on our weed terminology. Like, we, you know, we, we've seen the internet, mate. I get around. Hydro. Is it like hydroponics? Because I know that... Like, hydroponics is something they talk about in the you know, trailer park boys. Yeah, when, for growing. For growing. I, it's to do with a way it is growing. I think, like, indoorsy. It's indoor, like, with the uh, the lights and the watering system. But... I was going to say, like, like that hydro up is probably the most 1999 way to talk about weed I can imagine there is. <laughs> like that hydro up. Happy Mark Henry comes out and he literally does a little jig on the spot. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have sex again. As soon as I can get in my Cole goes, perhaps it's a tag match now. And then it is so. It's a tag match now. 
I really, really struggle when there's not an authority figure who's calling the shots. Because as it stands, it's Michael Cole going, oh. You don't need an authority figure. You just need, like... An explanation. You need the commentators to be aware. And to when the match starts, they should tell you straight away, this is what this match is going to be. We can't just keep fucking sloppily putting matches together like on the fly. Speaking of sloppy, King didn't think this one out. Mark Henry, he's the world's strongest sex... Uh, <laughs> what? I, I love that. World's strongest sex offender? <laughs> world's strongest sex worker? World's strongest sex therapy recipient? World's strongest sex addict? <laughs> that might have been it. That world's strongest sex machine? Well, straight away, Cole says to him, you mean world's strongest man? And you can tell with actual sincerity, King just goes, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, he did mean to say world's strongest man. World's strongest He's sex just got man? sex on the brain so much. Like, world's strongest pie. Austin is drenched. And he's got serious tan lines. Builder bum Steve Austin. (laughs) My brother stopped liking Steve around this time. Why? Because of the builder's bum. Ah, really? Yeah. Oh, God, that was enough to make him, like, not a fan anymore. Yeah, he hated it. Austin would always be like, you know, have his, like, his little crack on display, little snow white tan line. And my brother would be like, I got my builder's bum, I got my plumber's crack. And he hated them. Your brother just rips down the Austin poster. (laughs) You were my hero! (laughs) I trusted you! Vince McMahon gets called out. They're like, look, Vince, we've got three simple words for you. We're taking over. So Vince McMahon come out. And I don't know what Vince McMahon had in his coffee earlier. Or if he had the spicy ketchup on his steak. (laughs) But fucking hell, he comes out like he's going to explode. He is pepped up. He's a meaty firework here tonight. Yeah, he's given it more energy than he would give to Stone Cold during the height of their feud. (laughs) This is the only appearance he makes tonight and he fucking spends himself on it. Talk about maximising your minutes. Honestly, yeah. He comes out and he's like, well, you want me to hand over control? And he's like pacing like a man. And literally, as Zinzi Man is about to do his promo, Jerry's like, (laughs) he's he's expecting Vince to explode. And Vince goes, for the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around Sucker! <laughs> uh, that is the scariest rendition of Suckers. Definitely. Because you can feel like this would almost be a shockwave. Like, you know in Skyrim when the voice is enough to blast people <laughs> away? Yeah, like, huge Sucker. Big area of effect attack here with Lunatic Man screaming <laughs> Suckers. It's like, Jesus Christ, mate. I'm sure he had two or three segments he was booked in, but after this, they're like... Just have a sit down and hear it. He just collapses as soon as he goes back. <laughs> like the Undertaker after yeah. WrestleMania 30. The Hardcore Hollies come out. In their street clothes. I don't think I've ever seen them in their street clothes. For good reason as well. Did you see what Crash was wearing? What, how would you describe Crash's outfit? Well, he's got a big, clearly triple extra large white t-shirt. Super which, heavyweight. That's cool. That fits the gimmick. <laughs> Jorts that are a little bit too short, yeah, and an orange do rag. Yeah, I said he's dressed as a laundry pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to sail the seven seas on the tide, you know, the, the soap. And Bob Holly is kind of he's just wearing his, his black jeans, 
But there's something up with Bob Holly's hair. Hmm. He looks way bald here. It's grown out too long. And because it's gone too long, it's falling in a way where it's like, oh, that bald patch is massive, isn't it? And he looks really upsetting. Anytime I, I kind of listen to us giving like a small criticism to Bob Holly, mentally I just hear him going, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can imagine being so defensive about Who everything. the hell are you? What were the answer about? Who cares? <laughs> Road Dog tells this valet that he's left the rock on the other side of the tracks. So this old man valet is like basically becomes a minor character tonight. Like I at one point assumed that he was going to turn out to be sources and like <laughs> that he like at the like the very end of the show you'd see him like talking to Jerry in a walkie-talkie and he's like <laughs> <laughs> they go to grab him and he like he just disappears. Like, he turns to all these sources. Hey, ain't nothing but whispers. <laughs> but I was really hoping because like they referred to like hey old man later on. There was one time on TNA and forgive me for bringing up this really obscure TNA moment. But this is one random time on TNA. It was like 2012 or 13. And Abyss was backstage. And literally this old man who was like a security guard. Literally just like decided to give him characters. Like hang on a second. Now I need to just be an old man. But I know when something's up Abyss. And this ain't gonna fly here tonight. The fuck? And they never followed up on it. <laughs> they never gave him a name. He's just one time this one old man has like. Let me tell you something like. Do you think he was meant to be? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like maybe in uh, you know Twin Peaks. When uh, he, the guy doesn't know he's meant to leave. <laughs> yeah. Can you leave please? Like. <laughs> Road Dog's in a fucking bear trap. Oh man, now it's really like, this is where they've turned the gas Whoa. off. We just smash cut from Al Snow's face to Road Dog on the floor like, <laughs> oh man. He's got really real. Yeah. Really, really quick. I was hoping it'd be like in Tom and Jerry and his foot would be all red and like throbbing <laughs> and glowing. <laughs> Dab! So Steve Austin shows up and he's like, oh, what's the matter? Are you caught in a bear trap? You sorry son of a bitch. And he pours beer on the wound. On the wound. I'd love if Jerry did that to Tom, like after he gets caught in a bear trap. <laughs> oh, what's the matter? Like, you silly up. bastard. <laughs> Who sucks now? <laughs> it's a little bit different to their encounter last week. Yeah, a little bit. Last fucking week. Fucking hell. Don't make small talk with Steve Austin. He'll fucking have your leg. <laughs> and he does shit to all of DX. And none of it is anywhere. It's a bear trap. A bear trap, yeah. Okay, a bear trap is not something that you walk to the ring afterwards. Mm. And they do that later on. <laughs> Whoever has set this angle clearly does not know the destructive power of a bear, of a bear trap. trap. Yeah. You lose the leg. Yeah, it's gone, mate. Bye. It's gone. Oh, don't worry. It's only a small bear trap. <laughs> it's a, I, I set the bear trap to maim, not kill. I had it corked. <laughs> King says that Road Dog is way too tough to go to the hospital. That's responsible. <laughs> None of our wrestlers need medical help. They're all tough. <laughs> Jerry just goes to the hospital after the show. Look at all these weaklings. <laughs> Bossman and Albert decide that they're going to run Al Snow over. It's like, hey man, I know what I can do. We can get in our car and then kill him. <laughs> Good strategy, Good yeah. Strategy. You pin I, him with a car. I, I like that Albert's like, oh, I'm getting cold out here. Ah, this is, that was too funny. This coming up here, we just had a power segment. Mm. This here, double power, diamond, double black segment. <laughs> oh my God. You mentioned this on the podcast about, you know, Bossman and Albert getting crushed like grapes. <laughs> 
just seeing the big show. He comes after Bossman and Albert, first of all, in a little forklift. Yeah. An element of the story I had forgotten. I didn't realise. Yeah, because he uses the forklift to fucking impale the car and pin it against the wall. Seeing Big Show in a little forklift. <laughs> it's the stuff dreams are made of, Adam. It's absolute <laughs> gold. And then he gets out and he Street Fighter 2's the fuck out of the boss yeah. man's ride. He just jumps up and down going, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then he gets off the car. He smashed all the windows in with his fucking feet. Here, Bill Goldberg, who misses nine months of action in WCW. This is how you have a man destroying a car in a force of nature. He gets up, he pushes the fucking dumpster on top. The image of the big show in the night sky with the wind blowing going... Really cool. Dude, that's fucking... You've peaked right there. It's the best. If only, and this would have been so perfect if they could have the moon behind him at the same time. It's just his silhouette like... If it was raining as well. (laughs) Lightning like... Oh man, I fucking loved this so fucking much. Go out of your way to watch this. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Billy Gunn. He's been caught in a snare trap. Again, just cut straight to him already upside down. I would have fucking killed to have seen him actually get snared. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> upside down. Billy looked at his plans for another push. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, look at your proposed world title. <laughs> Steve Austin's caught him in a swing because, you know, he's basically an Ewok. Yeah. Ooh, teeny. You sorry, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> The Broken Skull Ranch, I just imagine he's got loads of, like, you know, logs. Like a, a deer, like, walks across and t- two logs come in. <laughs> like the last bit of Predator. <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill the son, bitch. Oh, hell yeah. If it bleeds, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> Rescue of the week from the U.S. Coast Guard. The Rescue of the Week. I'm going to call it right now, Adam. I don't think the US Coast Guard, much like Lugs, have watched what is the rescue of the week. I'm going to call it right now. I think in three weeks' time, the rescue of the week is going to be Mae Young punching Moolah in the face. Like, the fucking boot is irrelevant. The kaboom's bound to be irrelevant. Rescue doesn't mean anything either. So rescue of the week, I gen- and they're like, you, know, you become a US Coast Guard and help people and defend our shores. I thought, you know, it would be like someone helping someone out. Mm-hmm. That was Val Venus beating the shit out of McFoley with a chair. I'm kind of wary of this Coast Guard, like, <laughs> like you know, come on, get up onto the... I'm drowning. Get up onto the poets, all right. Bam! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking throw you overboard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jerry wants a book report from Michael Cole because he doesn't want to read Mankind's <laughs> book. <laughs> Reports and sources say that Albert and the boss man are being saved by the jaws of life backstage, so they'll be all right. Don't worry, gang. Val Venus works the arm of Foley for this one. Notice Foley was wearing Dude Loves boots. Yeah. Really weird. Big, big old chat about Val Venus's pornos. I like this. Some world building here. King is a fan of a couple ones, including Genital Hospital. Genital Hospital, isn't it? Like, a genital hospital would not be a sexy place. It's full of people who've got problems with their genitals. Yeah, they're the last people that should be in a porno. Hey, want to have sex? No, I'm in a genital hospital. Definitely not. I would, but I have problems with my genitals. (laughs) You know what Cole, like, really awkwardly tried to do? Mm -hmm. Because King is putting over Val as being, like, a great performer. He's been in all these movies. He's a director. He's a superstar. 
And then Cole goes, yeah, but he's only in those kind of movies. The only lines of dialogue that Val Venus has are, Oh. (laughs) Cole said that. Crunch. No, harder. Harder. (laughs) Cole getting the call. We need to come back into Connecticut to reshoot some of the, (laughs) get to do the grunt properly. Cole in a room on his own. It's like late on Sunday. Can I go home? No. Grunt. (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, we got it on that take. The ex of a big chat backstage. They're regrouping, even though that two of them are missing their legs. I fucking love this because clearly, like, it was before the camera got turned on. They were like, "Okay, we need to just sit down and pretend we're strategizing about how to get Austin," but they haven't really thought about what to say. So they're like, they're all sat there, like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. We should beat him up. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a good point. We should hit him before he hits us." That's a great idea. I was just thinking that we like talk to him. I didn't. <laughs> Oh, that's why you're the CEO of DX. Yeah. Like, you know. So Austin rings Xbox on the phone. I love this. It's like the opening of Scream. Like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I can see you. Yeah, I can see you on the phone right now. Come closer. <laughs> he does a little bit of a Casey and the Sunshine Band uh, reference. The ceiling falls on top of X-Park, like a suspended ceiling. How did he do that? <laughs> I've got the force. You sorry son of a Sith. I don't know why or why he did it. Was he up there? Had he rigged a charge? I don't know. Have I told the story on this or another podcast about um, when someone hid a bucket of piss in a suspended ceiling? I think you have told. It was yeah. a boarding school, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was boarding school. For some reason, when the suspended ceiling fell on Xbox, I expected a bucket of piss. Ah, oh, Jesus. Oh. Just go all across the carpet and room oh. the room. Like, I laughed so much at this. Yeah, fucking, because at least the first two, it was like, oh, those are hunting traps. That's kind of Austin's motif lately. Dropping a, what what was it, a brick? Like, what was it? Whoa, whoa, hang on a second, Teddy. Look over there. We got ourselves a nice buck. Okay, drop a ceiling on him now. (laughs) (laughs) The Broken Skull Ranch is just actually a a large office space, which is been overrun with feral deer, and Austin just drops suspended ceilings on him. Now I'm going to show you how to skin a bug with a water cooler. <laughs> Wounded DX come out. Road Dog has got like a little bandage with some red sauce on it, because, you know, bear traps, mate. This is genuinely hilarious. The start of the night. We're taking over. The entire roster is on notice. The end of the night, the DX music, and they're literally limping out with like frowns, like all upset that Austin ruined their big homecoming. I love it so much. I'll tell you one thing, it's the last I'll say of the bear trap, because Road Dog in this whole segment that involves loads of people. I mean, they try, but the ridiculousness of him being in the ring with a bear trap injury is yeah. so fucking dumb. I genuinely think if I was a kid and a mate of mine got caught in a bear trap, I would have told him, Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Happened to Road Dog. You're tough. We don't need to go to the hospital. It would have been better if they all came out and Road Dog, like, at the back of the pack, like, hobbing along with the fucking bear trap still attached. <laughs> <laughs> like, he really tries to sell it. Trying to like, do the dance. Mate, <laughs> you've not been putting the ankle lock. You've been in a bear trap. <laughs> they check to see if Austin is under the ring. I love that. Triple H counts to 10 for Austin to come out. And if he doesn't come out, he's a pussy. And they count to 10. And then he comes out. Yeah. Grey shirt Steve Austin. Weird. I like that Stone Cold Saloon shirt. It's pretty cool. Like, mm. nice obscure wrestling t-shirt there. He fucking roasts DX. I love like, this. As if they haven't been embarrassed enough already tonight. It's like, there now and then you get these glimmers where you see that Austin is like, he's really happy with the verbiage and he's happy yeah. with what he's doing. Yeah, he's grinning his ass he off here. loves this. Yeah. Like, he's not resting tonight. He, he looks like a total badass. 
He gets one up in everyone. He gets to do his hunting shit. He just has the crowd in the palm of his hands. I love it. He's pissed off because my bear trap has a jackass stuck in it. <laughs> Badass Billy Gunn, you should be called Dumbass Billy Gunn, you stupid silly bastard. <laughs> silly bastard is my favourite insult ever. I don't know how I'd never thought of Dumbass Billy Gunn before. <laughs> That's brilliant. Hey, X-Pac, I kind of like your name because it sounds sort of like a six-pack. <laughs> And then he drops a net on the... <laughs> a big fucking cartoon net. 10 out of 10. Yeah, this oh. was perfect Stone Cold booking. What a great episode of SmackDown. Yeah, and I will say as well, because like you say, they it's a really slow build-up. And with the Austin, the little hunting segments... You'd think that would normally be something they'd scatter throughout the show, but it's all weighted towards, yeah, towards the, end. the end. Yeah. So if anything, if you haven't got time to watch the full thing, watch the last 25 minutes of this episode because it is fucking bananas. It it's is. so great. Oh man, I love this episode of SmackDown. Mm. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Any points from this episode or previous episodes you'd like to see Adam make into a video, sign off as well. And again, as always, any questions, comments or queries, Pop in the old community section. How are you getting on with Patreon? Getting good access to your content? Any issues, any problems, any questions? Send us a message here. Happy to chat with you guys anytime. And as well, if you've not done so already, shoot us a tweet. Let us know that you're a patron. Send us a screen cap or whatever. And I'll make sure you're following you guys back. Because we want to make sure we're following all of our super awesome patrons mm. on Twitter. So it's a goodbye for me, Kevin. And me, Adam. We'll see you next time for some more Smackdown Crawl. Mm.